Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is August 23rd, Wednesday morning. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Philadelphia police officer who shot and killed a man in the city's Kensington section last week is expected to be terminated, 6ABC reported. Sources say Officer Mark Dial was will be suspended for 30 days with the intent to dis- dismiss following the deadly August 14th shooting of 27-year-old Eddie Irizarry. Dial did not cooperate with the internal investigation and did not provide a formal statement, according to sources. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw and Mayor Jim Kenney will provide a further update on the case during a press conference scheduled for 1 o'clock this afternoon. This comes after Irizarry's family released video on Tuesday of moments leading up to the fatal gunfire on the 100 block of Willard Street. The family's attorney said that they will be filing a wrongful death lawsuit against both the city of Philadelphia and Dial. The Citizens Police uh, Oversight Commission, which investigates the conduct, policies, and practices of the Philadelphia Police Department, has called for the officer to be fired. Officer Dial is a five-year veteran of the Philadelphia Police Department who is assigned to the 24th District. His attorney says uh, Officer Dial has the full support of the Fraternal Order of Police as they continue to review the facts. A brazen dirt bike heist and takedown in Philadelphia was all captured on camera. We've had five burglaries over the last 10 days and it's adding up to over $100,000 in damages and stolen vehicles. And wow. unfortunately, there's no end in sight, uh, said the owner of the Philadelphia Cycle Center. The owner says that they've been overrun by thieves bold enough to uh, reportedly steal a car and use it to ram the shop's garage door in just to make entry. This all happened early Sunday morning. Once inside, three suspects are seen on surveillance video trying to steal a row of dirt bikes before getting frustrated and throwing them to the ground. I was driving and a dirt bike, which I used to think was not at all legal for the street, right? Not, yeah. right. Not. Yeah. Came buzzing by me, like yeah. at a high rate of speed. On a highway or a major no, no. stretch? It, like, a, like, and I forget exactly what it was, like a city line. I think it was probably city line, but came Ripping right past me, and I'm, I'm, I remember looking at it and thinking, uh, yeah, wow, not that's bike. not street legal." Yeah, because uh, well, you're looking for a tag or something, and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? Like, I mean, I get nervous when I see them because it's often not just one, and you hear about all these, you know, things where you're just sitting. You know, people are sitting at stoplight and they start fights and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And by the way, carjacking a car and then ramming it into a garage—that's like Grand Theft Auto yeah. video game video stuff. Games. Absolutely, you know, and, and then just. At throwing the hookers and yeah. you've got the whole game. Go. Yeah. yeah. Moments later, the suspects are caught by police in the garage. One suspect puts his hands up while another leads an officer on a chase, jumping on the hood of cars and out the garage door. That guy got away, but police were able to arrest two of the suspects. 19-year-old Makari Patterson was one of the suspects arrested. The other was a 17-year-old. Both remain behind bars, facing criminal conspiracy, burglary, and other charges for Sunday's crime. They're being charged with one of the incidents, but the owner says of the owner of the bike shop says that you can clearly see in the video that he has of each of the incidents that it's the same guys that come in each time. I mean, this guy was like buzzing between cars and like you know, you've seen a lot of people on who have actually street legal motorcycles, you know, tearing out and, and driving recklessly. This guy was just a, a disaster waiting to happen. Mm. Police are still looking for several other suspects. If you recognize them or you know anything about the crime, you're urged to call the Philadelphia Police Department. Do they still encourage bounty hunting? Because this might be something that we can look into. I, I I don't yeah. know that they've ever encouraged that. Oh, no? No. And vigilantism? Is that something I, I, that they still support? No. Or they don't support that. No. <laughs> 
I've got the I've got it backwards. I'm sorry. The wildfire that has consumed 1,700 acres of New Jersey's Wharton State Forest is 95 percent contained. Officials said Tuesday night. Officials say the fire began in the area of Jackson Road near the shuttered Atco Dragway in Waterford Township. It was first reported just after 2:45 Sunday. No injuries were reported, and there were no evacuations. So how is that raging and uh, and no smoke here? Air clear. I know, can but be. Canada. Yeah, Canada. And we couldn't breathe. Have everything. I, I know, I know. Crews utilized a backfire operation intentionally setting fire along the inner edge of the fire line in an effort to change the direction of the blaze. Jackson Road will remain closed until further notice due to the, the uh, fire weakened trees and smoke impacts. Preston, when you see fires like this raging in uh, Jersey, do you think, is this the fire that eventually kills the Jersey Devil? Uh, <laughs> or at least flush him out. Right, right. You know. But it's funny, man, that the, the Canada smoke thing, yeah. it goes down as one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. And you'll, you'll, you'll tell people about it, I'm sure, years from now, they're going, oh, oh, you're, you're lying. Yeah. Well, even like you with your wife, Rochelle, me with my mom. My what? mom was like, well, it's from Canada. I was like, that is not You know how many Canada. hundreds of miles that is? Come on. We have fires Come on, right in the sucker. Pine Barrens and nothing. Yeah. You mean to tell me? Yeah. I, remember, I had to call her back. I was like, yeah. you're right. I apologize. from Canada. I wholeheartedly <laughs> uh, 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 I, I issued a full retraction of my statements. And I'll tomorrow. start eating tomatoes so I can avoid eating <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Um, yesterday, anal cancer, right? Wait, tomatoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, the no, the the tomatoes are for sun, uh, oh, a I'm sunscreen. Sorry. Yeah, anal. No, just don't have sex. And oh, and okay. Um, <laughs> yesterday was Jace's birthday, and so we were at the pool, and you know, we kind of had a family party, all the family. And I just hear my mom, like, you know, off in the distance, <laughs> talking to someone. She's like, you know, I was watching something the other day, and can you do you want to know the worst food that you can eat? This doctor said the worst, and I'm like, who is she talking to? Do they uh-huh. even care? We all know. We all know what bad foods are. And we eat them anyway. Just yeah. stop it. Leave us alone. We're going to have cake for his birthday. They're bugs and gumball machines. <laughs> She's going to live forever, though, I think. She will. Yeah, she'll get the last laugh. Yeah. Motorists traveling in the area should remain cautious of the smoke. Uh, the cause of the fire is under investigation. This is the 13th wildfire to break out in New Jersey uh, this season, officials say. In sports this morning. The Phillies came back to beat the San Francisco Giants 4-3 on a walk-off single by Trey Turner last night at the ballpark. Turner had a two-run single in the bottom of the ninth that bounced off Giants closer Camilo Duvall's glove and into center field, giving the Phillies the win. They increased their lead to four games over the Giants in the National National League wild card race. Bryce Harper hit a two-run home run in the first inning, which was Harper's 11th of the season and second in two nights. Craig, Craig Kimbrell earned the victory with an inning of relief. The series wraps up this afternoon, and Michael Lorenzen will get the start. The first pitch is set for 4.05. The NBA finds Sixers star James Harden $100,000 after his recent comments, which in part referred to franchise president Daryl Morey as a liar. The league launched an inquiry into the circumstances around Harden's comments on August 14th and 17th, which the NBA said indicated he would not perform the services called for under his player contract unless traded to another team. The Sixers informed Harden that they haven't found a suitable trade for uh, they haven't found a suitable trade with uh, his preferred destination of the LA 
Clippers and that the team expects him to report to training camp next month, something sources say Harden still plans to do. So we'll see. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. It's Wednesday, isn't it? We we actually have a full boat. We have uh, lots of things that are taking place on our program today. Let's begin with your chance to win some stuff. We have a secret text word. It's a Wednesday thing we do. Uh, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to the Pod Meets World, the Kids Want to Jump Tour. It's pretty cool. Saturday, September 30th at the Met. Danielle Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedel are going to host the podcast where they rewatch and earnestly react to the 90s sitcom they starred in, Boy Meets World, now 30 years later. So this podcast <laughs> is very popular, needless to say, with the fans of the show. Right. And there's a lot of them. So if you are interested in going, then you need to text the word secret to 39333. And, of course, we'll send a word back to you. And later we'll ask you to call him with that word. And the designated caller wins. And we'll grab a random text on top of that, too. So, once again, that's September 30th at the Met. Danielle Fischel and company. Uh, so if you were into Boy Meets World. Yes. Get in on this chance to win those tickets. We have uh, Fox Good Day we're going to do later on this morning, uh, close to 8 o'clock. And we have a few guests that are on the program. We will have our friend Paula Poundstone on the show, famous uh, comedian. And she's going to be performing at the Sellersville Theater on Saturdays. We'll talk to her. Jason Muse of Jay and Silent Bob fame will be on the program. And actually, <laughs> there is a Jay and Silent Bob. Bob Cruise that yes. is going to be taking place with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes and I'm sure a lot of other characters from the movies. And yeah, the, what you would expect to be on a, on a Jay and Silent Bob Cruise, it's yep. going to be there. So we will talk to Jason a little bit after 9 o'clock. And then we also have a uh, someone who's the subject of a new documentary, which is called Utter Nonsense. Now, Kathy, you set this interview up. It's uh, Dr. Jerry Lynn Utler. Utter. Utter. Yeah. And what's the story on her? Uh, so she, uh, she's, I love her. I met her a couple of years ago. Uh, and yeah, they did this documentary on her. And it's basically about her life and three others. Um, they, they focus on three people or four people in the documentary who have been affected by drugs and alcohol. She grew up on the streets of Kensington mm-hmm. uh, with her parents who were both um, addicts. I watched it last night. She yeah. uh, didn't go that route. She's a psychologist. She's a doctor. And she's amazing. And they, they did a whole story on her. So uh, yeah, we'll talk to her this morning. I watched it as well. Soon. Yeah, the- the fact that, yeah, for where she comes and where she is now, yeah, uh, it's unbelievable. All right, so we will uh, talk to her in the 8 o'clock hour. Unbelievable! And- <laughs> it's unbelievable. Somebody's excited. Yeah, this is why I'm very excited to learn about this particular person. Uh, so we will I'm always evolving, president. We will always we will get to all of that at some point during the program. Uh, and we have the the regular stuff. We have the um, fun and hijinks entertainment report that is coming up. I got some good stuff there. Local flavor in one of those uh, stories. And uh, watch the webcam today. That's oh, what I'm really. Stream us today. Just, you know, just stream us on YouTube. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Don't you hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay. Well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work? Just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve. 
Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to give away, as a prize for the stupid question, a $100 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. And the question I will ask you is this. What is the practice of a woman taking more than one husband called? Ah. 215-263-WMMR. You think you might know the answer, but maybe you don't. All right. What is the practice of a woman taking more than one husband cold? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go through birthdays while we wait for that answer. It's what we do. Today's the 23rd of August, and Barbara Eden has oh. her birthday. Jeannie, for my dream of Jeannie, is 92 years old. She was one of my biggest ever television crushes. Oh, my yeah. God. Jeannie. A stunning woman, unbelievable. I, yeah. So she goes back, and she's uh, and she still looks really good. Yeah. I mean, remember she made that? It was now it was a couple of years ago, but she made that appearance at the end of the uh, very Brady movie. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and she was in the genie costume. Yeah, at that age, looking good. She is ninety two years uh, 92. old. Ninety two. Wow. Uh, Shelley Long also turns a year older. Speaking of the Brady Bunch yeah. movies, she was Carol Brady. Yes, I right. did a phenomenal job. <laughs> Of those movies. Couldn't have been better. Yeah. But obviously, Cheers, a gigantic hit for her. Uh, she turned 74. Well, and Night Shift. Today. That was a great movie. Yeah, yeah that was um, that was Michael Keaton's first movie. Yeah. And uh, did... Um, Henry Wrinkle, Ron did Howard? Did he direct it? No, Ron Howard directed yeah, yeah. it. That's right. Um, but um, yeah, great movie, and she was wonderful. And she's 74 years old today. Uh, we have Rick Springfield turning a year older. He is... He's also on Cheers. He played uh, Cliff. <laughs> I just heard the music. I thought maybe Jesse's girl. Or something no, like you would think, on. but we don't have that anymore because uh, our system oh, blew up. No. Um, and sorry, I didn't get you the list ahead That's of time, okay. Casey. But uh, Rick Springfield, um, it was so funny in that um, uh, the documentary that uh, Dave Grohl did about the uh, the studios and the and the soundboard. Yeah, about how much of a fan he was of Rick Springfield. I thought that was pretty funny. Is he cool. touring now? Is that yeah. Springfield? He's touring yeah, with the right? Hooters. The yeah. Hooters and Tommy Two-Tone. They got a gig tonight in uh, Oklahoma City, and I think they're in our area uh, not too far from now. Um, yeah, the Hooters are in with Rick Springfield. Um, 
I'll see if I can find it. Anyway, okay. they, yeah, they're torn together. Oh, yeah, I'd love to get him on the show. Uh, that would be cool. Remember, he used to play Preston. His, his guitar playing was really low. Like he was, he had a very athletic way of playing the guitar. He slung it yeah, low. Yeah. yeah. And I'll say it hit not only with Jesse's girl, but uh, I've done everything for you, which was written yeah. by Sammy Hagar and originally performed by Sammy Hagar. So he's seventy four today. Uh, Jay Moore, the actor and comedian uh, from Saturday Night Live, and then did a few movies, Jerry Maguire and Pay It Forward. Uh, he is 53 today. He is a great storyteller, and his stories of working on SNL with Chris Farley and that collective are phenomenal. Um, another fella, somewhat from our area, Dean DeLeo oh. of Stone Temple Pilots turns a year older today. He is uh, 62 years old. Big fan of Pierre Robert. Absolutely. Who friends, is it? Friends with uh, Pierre Robert. So Dean... Uh, like I said, 62, and he is, um, Dean, did I, was, I got him that shirt, uh, that's right, Yes, we, we were talking to him one time, we had an interview, <laughs> and we ended up talking about Charles Nelson Riley, uh-huh. and he found that hilarious. Yeah, not everyone knows Charles Nelson Riley. So I bought a shirt for him, I found a shirt, and when they played the MMRBQ, I presented the shirt, it's got a huge picture of Charles Nelson Riley on the front of it, and he thought it was just a scream, so I hope he wears that shirt today on his 62nd birthday. <laughs> Scott Kahn. <Scott>. <laughs> Son of James Caan, and uh, you know him from the Ocean's Eleven, or the Ocean's films. He was in all three of those. You know, his name had been bandied about to play Wolverine at a, at one point. Okay. okay you know, Wolverine's a smaller guy, he is, and I, he is as well. I'd have to see. He's got, like, kind of the right jaw. That might yeah. work. Um, Hawaii Five-0. Right. Good to turn on there, too. He is 47 today. Ray Park. <laughs> Played Darth Maul in uh, Phantom Menace. To be honest, uh, that's I think for a lot of people in the Star Wars community, that's a big regret that he only had that one shot. Yeah, because he was a really cool, yeah, bad he was a guy, badass. And uh, I liked his character in X Men as Toad. I thought yeah. Toad they they really did a number with him, made him more tough than I thought he would be. Uh, so he is forty nine years old. And then the last birthday I saw a guy I'm not really familiar with, Andrew Rannells uh, from the New Normal and Girls. And Bachelorette? We'll just dismiss this okay. guy. Just right. yeah. Little or no reaction. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. I can see uh, you're really nothing to us. <laughs> Not a big deal that he's 45 years old. All right, let's see if you know the answer to this question. What is the practice of uh, women taking more than one husband called? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Scott and see if we can get an answer. Hang on. There it is. All right, Scott, good morning. Good morning. Hate to bother you at work. No, you're bothering <laughs> us for a good reason because you have an answer to this question. What is the practice of women taking more than one husband called? Polyandry. Uh, polyandry, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or polyandry, I guess. Yeah, Hollywood and Andrew. Yeah. So you have polygamy, polyandry. All right, hang on. Scott. We're going to give you a $100 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card. And Steven is giving away free diamonds, sort of. Anybody who purchases a real diamond engagement ring, whether it sells for $500 or $15,000, Steven is giving them a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. Buy a real diamond from a real jeweler you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to IHSteventSinger.com. You can visit his showroom in Center City. Drew Barrymore was speaking with Renee Rapp at an event in New York City on Monday night when an alleged stalker interrupted their discussion and told Barrymore that he needed to see her at some point. We have an audio clip I'll play here in a second. 
the talk show host was on stage interviewing rap at the 92nd Street Y when someone in the audience shouted, Drew Barrymore, and she replied, oh my God, yes, hi. And the man started approaching the stage and said, I'm Chad Michael Busto. You know who I am. I need to see you at some point while I'm here in New York. Yeah. The actress was rushed off the stage while security intervened, telling Busto to back up. Uh, Barrymore and Rap later returned to the stage uh, to finish their conversation. So let me play uh, the clip where you hear him, her yeah. react to him walking up. Sell people. I'm Chad Michael Busto. You know who I am. I need to see you at some point while I'm here in New York. Jeez. Okay. So they all uh, make an exit of the stage. Um, that's scary, though. Very yeah. scary. Yeah. That why that 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 location. They do a ton of interviews there, and they have all the, almost like little mini TED talks. So it's kind of it's set up very nicely. It's very intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy was basically on her quickly, yep. and they got her off stage. Pronto. And then they uh, make their way back out. So here's uh, another clip. Well, I have a new definition of, of your sexiness. It's that level of protectiveness that went full bodyguard. <laughs> that, you are my Kevin Costner. I'll be that. So uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, following the event, uh, journalist Mackenzie Morell said that it was such an amazing time, despite the alarming hiccup in the beginning with Drew Stalker. Both handle it like bosses and recovered quickly. To continue an awesome conversation. So. Wait, so I'm sorry. Did you say like is he a known stalker? Like, does she know who I don't he know. is? He's, he says she knows who he is. Right. So I, I haven't I read okay. anything yet that says that they've had interactions before. Right. Uh, but you never know. So we'll see. Um, let's see. How about this? I thought this was a fun story. On a recent episode of the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast, David Harbour shared that Taylor Swift wrote one of his stepdaughters a handwritten note. <laughs> How cool is this? During the mini stop of her era's tour. Uh, the Stranger Things star said that he inquired about an opportunity to say hello, but he was notified that Taylor was leaving on a plane right after the concert. Instead, a woman came out with a letter, and it was addressed to me and my stepdaughter. He said it was a handwritten letter on particular stationery, and I've never seen my daughter speechless before. He also called uh, Swift a force of nature. He said, uh, I had no idea. Seeing her perform for three and a half hours, she barely leaves the stage. I don't know when she pees. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he said she is a force of nature. So, uh, are these uh, is this stepdaughter with uh, Lily Allen? No, no. Do not yeah. know. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Dan Levy shared photos from a summer birthday trip in Italy to Instagram on Monday. And in one photo, the star is crouching behind Noah Reed, who plays his husband on the show. Other photos reveal that uh, more stars joined him on his 40th birthday trip, including his real-life sister and co-star Sarah Levy, as well as Modern Family actor Jesse Tyler Ferguson. And he had uh, captioned the post this summer, I turned 40. That's so pretty cool. They're all having a good time. You, you, you know, imagine. somebody who ever has, has done one of those birthday trips where they invite you to go... I've never done that type yeah. of thing. Um, it would be fun if it's like a really close friend. Right. You know, and uh, and there's a reason for you guys to go. And- a wealthy friend. Tear it up. Yes, Who and a wealthy friend there. would be nice yeah. too, but no, have never done that. 
Uh, Angelina Jolie's tattoo artist, Mr. K, revealed on Instagram Tuesday that the Maleficent actress got a tattoo on each of her middle fingers. Doesn't she have a lot of tattoos already? I think so. Did, did Mr. K do all of them? Uh, the ink, I'm not sure. Mr. K! Possibly. Yeah. Uh, the ink was blurred in the photos that he shared, keeping the tattoos a mystery. No sad bro was and, one. And he had, uh, wouldn't that be great? He had a Preston <laughs> Angelina Steve tattoo. Jolie had a Preston and Steve tattoo. Uh, so he wrote, Angelina still can't believe that I actually grabbed her hand and tattooed her. Guess what she got on her palm? I think she was one of the first people I remember hearing about getting like like a, a, a quote on the rib cage. Okay. You know, so uh, yeah, I think she's pretty tatted up. Uh, so it looks like she got him on the on like the fingerprint side. Right. How do you do a mustache <laughs> of your yeah. of her middle fingers? But I have no idea what might be on there. Yeah. Probably the words middle finger. Mm. <laughs> Stars such as Kerry Washington and Martin Sheen gave speeches at SAG after his National Day of Solidarity rally outside of Walt Disney Studios uh, in Burbank on Tuesday. Um, the scandal star said to the crowd, I learned I could just pursue a career doing what I do, what I love to do, and I could raise a family and live a life doing that, being paid a fair wage. We have come to a point in our history where that is no longer possible. We've come to a point in our history where just being a working actor, coming to work every day, devoting oneself to this craft, dedicating oneself for the entertainment and the joy of others, means that I can't make a fair living, and it's not okay. And for his part, the West Wing actor, uh, Martin Sheen, told the union members to, quote, stick to it like a stamp. Did he bring up his appearance on our show? No. Okay. And I'm surprised the obvious that he did not even touch on that <laughs> at all. I remember what Preston and Steve once told me. Yeah, if only... <laughs> No sad bro. Uh, fans of Frasier, the sitcom, which originally aired on NBC from 93 to 2004, will be delighted to learn the reboot is set to premiere on Paramount Plus October 12th. So I love that show. I love him. But I think so much of what made that show awesome was the incredible supporting cast, right. most of which aren't part of this. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the streaming platform released uh, first look photos from the series as well showing uh, Kelsey Grammer reprising his role and CBS will be airing uh, the show on October 17th. But It's essentially you know, him and the cast of Boy Meets World. Uh, <laughs> well, I would think that they knew that the success to that originally is an ensemble, right. and so maybe they are going to surround him with, I the, hope right, so, yeah. with the right people. But yeah. it's also, I, I'm Paramount, it, that's like a CBS thing, is it? Is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this NBC was, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty well. But you know, a lot of times, if you look at those shows, they'll be produced by other networks, right. and it depends on who picks up the series. Yeah. Uh, Variety reports that Max has renewed and just like that for a third season. Anybody uh, watching that? No, I'm not, and I'm just, you know. I don't, I it's don't. funny how they are just dragging this out, but if there's an audience there, then do it. You know? I know uh, the people love. I guess a lot yeah. of people love it. It ends know? up on in our house, Steve. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes when the TV's on, I, I will watch it. Uh, I, I don't seek it out, but uh, listen, it's, it's pretty not, good. It's not bad. Okay, yeah, I'm, I liked. There was a period, uh, Nick, where I watched uh, oh, Sex yeah. in the City around the um, uh, the Brishnikov, uh yes. period. Yeah I, yeah, I caught that series late, and I found the Carrie. Uh, I've said this before, but the Carrie part of the series kind of boring. But the other three characters thought that we were actually really fascinating. One of them went through a cancer. 
Yeah. yeah. And uh, if you remember for a while, they were driving a fair amount of pop culture talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were things that we would use oh, yeah. on, on the show yeah. you know, often. Uh, the news comes just days before the finale of the second season, which is on Thursday. And executive producer and showrunner Michael Patrick King told the outlet in the statement that we are thrilled to spend more time in Sex and the City Universe telling new stories about the lives of these relatable and aspira- aspirational characters played by these amazing actors. I saw a clip of her. She's going out for a jog. And what they do, Preston, is they get a bell from a local firehouse. And uh, they stop it. <laughs> That's from Sea Biscuit. Oh, that's from Sea Biscuit. All right, I have Bachelor news, Bachelors and Bachelorettes. Okay, and uh, we'll start with this on the season finale of The Bachelorette on Monday. Charity Lawson's fiance, uh, Dutton uh, Alubico, I guess I don't know whether watch the show, so I don't know. Um, Let's go with that. Revealed that she will be starring in the thirty-second season of Dancing with the Stars. Ah. Uh, so Olabico said, all right, baby. Uh, this is after the, uh, the after the final rose. He said, so I know that you like to cut it up. You like to dance and you like to get down. And Jake, you groove thing? You know that we've talked about this, how about this amazing this opportunity would be. And I'm so happy to be the one to tell you that you're going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Baby, let's go. Shut the f*** up. <laughs> Lawson was very excited to learn this news. Now, in other Bachelor Bachelorette news, ABC's newest Bachelor is Joey, and I'm going to mess up the name, uh, Grazia D. Grazia D. Joey Grazia D. We'll go with that. figure it out. Um, we're all going to be watching. <laughs> well, here's the deal, man. He's from Montgomery County. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it's season 20 of The Bachelorette. He is a tennis instructor. He grew up in Collegeville. Oh. <gasps> And played Division II tennis at Westchester University. Rams. He's a Ram. Was a fan favorite on the Bachelorette season that wrapped up on Monday. Uh, Listen, I haven't watched in years, but as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I'm going to watch now. You're obliged to. (laughs) So kind of looks like your brother a little bit, Dad. Yeah. (laughs) And you think he looks like Christopher? Yeah, a little bit. His good fortune was announced. Christopher's better looking. Oh, yeah. Moments after his breakup aired, and he had said, tearfully, during the finale, I want love bad. I want love. Oh, he said, this thing has just shown me how badly I want to be with someone else. I need to pair with someone. And get an opportunity to share life with them. Kathy, which one of your brothers would you date? Oh, God. Which one would you, which one do you think would be a perfect match for you? <laughs> he continued saying, I just would ask the universe, when, when is it going to when happen? Dear God for me. <laughs> more Bachelor music, please. Okay, here you go. Yeah, we need Wait, more. um... <laughs> Did I hear that he lives in Hawaii? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, he lives in Hawaii now. He will helm the 28th season of the dating franchise sometime. I thought in, I bought a ticket for Arkansas. In 2024. Uh, so what is he looking for in a partner? Big cans. <laughs> well, he says nothing specific. Yeah. He said, I just. That means big cans. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I just want someone to do life with. To do life with. Yeah, that's I what I want them to live their best life. Yeah. I want to live my best life. Uh, Grazia D has. I want to be a liver of life. Lived on and off in Hawaii since graduating from Westchester in 2017. Pineapples. In Hawaii. Coconuts. Coconuts. Jason Momoa. In Hawaii, he teaches tennis at a luxury resort and residential community called uh, Kukialua, according to his LinkedIn. You know this guy is cleaning up. If he's he's a good-looking tennis instructor at a higher-end resort, 
in Hawaii? Oh, God, yes. I don't really want love. Uh, I ba- want lots of vagina. Uh, Bachelor Nation, by the way, got a brief taste of Montgomery County on this season of The Bachelorette when he brought Lawson to play tennis in Collegeville during his hometown date. Lawson? Where did I get Munson? Uh, things got derailed, though, when his uncle crashed the double session to say that he believes his nephew is putting on a persona to please her, uh-huh. which caused Lawson to eventually leave Pennsylvania in tears. So we need more candor like that on the show. Yeah, so he was being straight up saying he's not being himself. He's just trying to win you over. So that didn't go over so well. Uh-oh. Uh, but so obviously we'll be keeping an eye on this because he's, uh, he's a guy out of our area. And Kathy's in, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that there's people listening that know him as yeah. well. So maybe they can... Uh, we love, I, honestly, we get him on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, most definitely. All right. Uh, I wanted to share this. A Georgia sheriff admitted in court Monday to groping television judge Glenda Hatchett during a law enforcement conference last year before another lawman oh, pushed him away. Filled up Judge Hatchett? Yeah. Uh, Christopher Cootie also resigned from the Bleckley County Sheriff's Office the same day he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge of sexual battery. There are three funny names in this story. There right? are. Yes, there are. <laughs> the plea came after Cootie put his hand on Hatchett's left breast at a Georgia Sheriff's Association conference in January 2022 as the judge was being introduced to a group of sheriffs at a hotel bar, according to prosecutors and a witness. Do you think it would negatively impact your case if you were to motorboat a judge? A uh, former sheriff, Thomas Brown, caught the shocking moment and intervened. He said, I saw his hand go down on her left breast. Wow. And I grabbed his arm and threw it off of her chest. Uh, following the guilty plea, Hatchet, an Atlanta lawyer, told reporters that Cootie, quote, grabbed and squeezed her left breast. Oh, wow. She then oh. said, he then started rubbing on my breast. Wow. Uh, before Brown literally, quote, had to take his hand off of me and push him off of me. That's effed up. Yeah, Hatchet said in court, uh, the ordeal has, quote, cut me to the core, according to the station. Uh, to be, uh, she had said uh, that uh, Cootie's attorney, Joel Pugh, there's another Pugh. great oh, story, yeah, another great name in this story, uh, confirmed his client sent a resignation letter to Georgia Governor Brian Kemp on Monday morning. Uh, he was sentenced to one year probation and given a $500 fine and 400 hours of community service. Uh, Cootie uh, claimed in a long-winded statement that he, quote, had no Intent to touch Ms. Hatchet inappropriately. Wow. But you don't go grabbing you on don't. Judge Hatchet, no, you man. Don't. Well, you don't touch on Superman's cape. In general. Uh, the creator of Dallas, Knott's Landing, and Paradise has died at the age of 84 following a years-long battle with Alzheimer's disease. So this guy was involved in some of the biggest TV shows of all friggin' time. Yeah, David Jacobs yeah. Uh, passed away on Sunday afternoon in Burbank, <clears throat> uh, just two months after the cast of Dallas got together to celebrate his 45th anniversary. Uh, while the showrunner and writer suffered from Alzheimer's for several years, his son Aaron said that it was a series of infections that led to his death. Uh, Jacobs was credited with changing American TV forever. Dallas, which aired for 14 seasons and had 357 episodes, was the longest-running TV show at the time. He had bragged that he wrote the first five episodes of Dallas, which was one of the most watched TV shows of its time, without ever visiting the city. 
<laughs> he never went there. By the way, like huh. where they shot at South Fork Ranch is still a, a tourist attraction. He said, I thought, well, I'll just write it. I don't have time to get away, so I'll just write it very stereotypically with stereotypes, and then I'll go and visit and pull it back. And then I went to Dallas and realized that I had to take it way back. He said, there is something about Dallas and about the people in Dallas that I can only describe as extravagant, but not ostentatious, he said. Uh, and then Knott's Landing, which was a Dallas spinoff of sorts, uh, he also spearheaded. That ran for nearly as long as 344 episodes. So uh, did you watch any of them? I watched a bit. Oh, yeah. Dallas. I watched all of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dynasty was not one of his. But, um, no, but I watched, I watched Knott's Landing and Dallas, yeah, both of them. Yeah. yeah, it was like family viewing. Yeah. Like it was what was... Nine you had very seven. little choice. Uh-huh. Exactly uh, right. You had like three choices, and that was it, man. <laughs> yeah, three yeah. networks. Three networks. That was our Friday night viewing. Uh, I remember watching that. Saturday night was uh, was Love Boat straight into... Fantasy Island. Island. Yep. Yeah, that was a big comedy. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Saturday night, uh, honestly, used to be like primetime TV viewing. Yeah. And uh, now it's No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. But that Love Boat Fantasy Island combo, that was perfect. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, David is survived by his children, Aaron and Molly, his wife, Diana, and uh, Alvin Hall, his daughter from a previous marriage, and his two grandchildren, Riley and Georgia. Let's see. What do we have time for? Yeah, we got time for these last two. Jennifer Aniston opened up about uh, the struggles she experiences in relationships in an interview with Wall Street Journal magazine. Uh, published on Tuesday, the Friends star explained how her parents' relationship shaped her dynamics with others. She said, it was always a little bit difficult for me in relationships because I really was kind of alone. Uh, my parents uh, watching my family's relationship didn't make me kind of go, oh, I can do that. They, uh, her they, parents, they, Nancy and John, got divorced when she was nine years old. Right, right. She said, I didn't like the idea of sacrificing who you were or what you needed. So I didn't really know how to do that. And so I was almost, it was almost easier for me to just kind of be solo. So I didn't have any real training in that give and take. And of course, she was married to Brad Pitt from 2000, 2005, and then Justin Thoreau, 2015, 2018. And they are. They're like, are they kind of... looks, uh, some of the indicators that they might be rekindling that romance. Yeah, we'll see. I wonder if her parents got divorced while she was living in Delaware County. Uh, she lived in it. I, I know believe, she lived in Delaware County. Yeah, I believe it was Eddystone. So there's an area, it's a Tinicum, Essington, and Eddystone. I think really? she lived, yeah. I know she, she has family here. No, no, she lived there. She lived there for a hot minute. Uh, when she was and, dating Warwick Davis, who played Leprechaun. So wait a minute. Was she, a, was she, she was a kid, a little yeah. kid? So yeah. you said they got divorced when she was nine, so it would have been around that time, it maybe? It would have been around that time, oh. I think, yeah. So it was Delaware County that split them up? Yeah. Oh, it happens. Bad, it'll break your heart. Yeah. Guy, we love it, but it'll break your heart. <laughs> Delaware County. It's like Paris. We love it, but it'll break your heart. I love it, but it just tears you apart. And then one last story. Melissa Joan Hart appeared on a recent episode of the Pop Meets World podcast and shared that she was almost fired from Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the 90s for posing in her underwear for Maxim. I, you remember that? You I remember? do. Yes. That was, yeah, a, that clearly. was a great issue. Maxim was a, uh, was I mean, it, when, when that hit, it was a, you know, if you did the cover, it was a big deal or what, a photo spread. Was it her, Lacey Chabert? 
They, they were. They all did the cover together, as I recall. Oh, that I don't remember. Okay, oh, no, that might have been for stuff. We're looking at the Maxim cover. So she said while uh, uh, she was on her way to the airport uh, to shoot Scary Movie in Vancouver, when she got a call saying that she was dropped from the film and that she should head to a Planet Hollywood after party instead. And she said, "Well, I'm at the party. My lawyer showed up and said you did a photo shoot for Maxim magazine." I'm like, "Yeah, I did." And they were like, "Well, you're being sued and fired." from your show, so what? don't talk to the press, don't do anything. Wow. Didn't yeah. know that happen. It said uh, that she, the Hart was accused of being in violation of her Archie Comics contract huh. in which she agreed that she would quote, never play the character naked. Uh, she added that while they had no ground to stand on, it was still quote, the worst day of her life. So yeah, she wasn't her character at the time. She was being... An actor doing a photo shoot. So the Arthur it. almost got fired from Golden Girls because she did uh, Two Girls in a Cup too. No, mm. I didn't. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, but speaking of B. Arthur, I just saw a side by side of her and John Bon Jovi oh. wearing the same. Really? Oh, do you yes. have it? Wearing what? Uh, all right, so it kind of like a, a black mock turtleneck. I mean, their hair is almost identical. They're wearing the same outfit. Yes. Okay. And B. They, Arthur and John Bon Jovi. Yeah, yeah all the way. Uh, to your uh, your left ear, Preston. This side. Oh my side. god! Oh, that's, that's great. great. That's great. That's, yeah, it's give, a turtleneck. You yeah. give Maude a bad name. <laughs> you give Maude a bad name. That is great. Even the background. Uh, that's yeah. wonderful. All right. I, I, I think it's his face superimposed on. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because look at look at the hands. Yeah, yeah. That's the hands great. are uh, exactly the same in that. So they've they've superimposed his head uh, on that. That's, That's pretty funny. There it is. All right. Um, let's get to the clips. In Explorer, lost in the Arctic, a team follows the route of an 1845 expedition to the Canadian Arctic to solve the mystery of its disappearance. And here, Renan Ozturk talks about making a TV special in the most inhospitable place on Earth. Big oceans with ice everywhere is probably one of the, the scariest, most fickle environments, especially when you're in a fiberglass boat that's not really supposed to be there. And you're trying to film a a show with only two people, but you're also trying to keep watch and be a valuable crew member. And those things are diametrically opposed from each other. I think going into it, we just knew that this one was going to be harder than Everest, harder than any of the other ones that I had done. Yeah, yeah, big whoop. No one cares. Explore Lost in the Arctic. Start streaming tomorrow on Hulu and on Disney+. Plus. Here's your next clip. Ahsoka is the latest of the Star Wars franchise string of TV spinoffs and picks up the story of Ahsoka Tano after the events of Rebels. And here, Rosario Dawson talks about creating the character's iconic mantras. We kept adjusting them uh, episode to episode from, from Mandalorian to Boba Fett. And they were really intense about it and like wanting to get it right. And so I'm literally wearing a 3D printed skull cap with, like, I could hear it like bones in my ears as I put it on because it's like the skin, you know, there's just it was designed specifically for our show like it's never existed before. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, Ahsoka is now on Disney Plus. Ahsoka, sorry. So those are those uh, things you were talking about, pressing her. Yeah. Her 
part of her head. Flesh dreads. Yeah, flesh dreads. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> All right, and um, that's the last entertainment report story that we have for you today. A lot of stuff going on. Secret text word. We're giving away tickets to the Pop Meets World podcast. We were just talking yeah, about that yeah. in the entertainment report. Uh, Danielle Fischel and other members will be there. Uh, this is going to be Saturday, September 30th at the Met. So text the word secret to 39333. We're going to talk to Paula Poundstone this morning. We're going to have Jason Mews of Jay and Silent Bob fame. They're doing a cruise. Jay and Kevin and the crew are doing a cruise. Jay and Silent Bob cruise. We're going to talk to them later on. And we also have uh, Dr. Jerry Lynn Utter. And there's a documentary that features her. Kathy has been raving about this. So we will talk to her as well. And a bunch of other things. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. Reset and continue our Wednesday morning. We'll be right back. It's another MMR concert event. Greta Van Fleet, the Starcatcher World Tour, September 19th at Wells Fargo Center. Guess Preston and Steve's Word of the Week correctly on Friday, and you'll win a pair of floor tickets, backstage passes, plus a guitar signed by the band. Text Greta, G-R-E-T-A, to 39333 for a link to all the details. Greta Van Fleet, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. This time of year is such a, an interesting transitional time because you've got um, kids that are going back to school. You've got kids that are going away to school. Uh, you've got family dynamics that are kind of changing. And then you have another thing that happens as well, which is people go off, if kids go off to summer camp and then they're coming back. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Nick had an interesting observation. Uh, his son, Ben, went away to Camp Taqua, which yeah. is where you and Marissa spent your childhoods. Yeah, it was really formative for me and for Marissa growing up. I went a bunch my brothers went and um and so my my son's been going for several years now as well as a camper and then this year for the first time he went as a leader in training uh, they call them lits and then eventually you, you can become a cit a counselor in training and then is a that, counselor is that paid uh this stage is essentially uh you're an intern oh okay. and um and then next year you get a little bit of a stipend and then as a counselor it's a paid position right um but he was gone away from home for the longest he's ever been away from home which was a month uh, so we missed him for being away for that long um but he came back a different person and so i picked him up on friday and i was so impressed at that he kind of came out of his shell a little bit i mean you guys have known him since he was a baby yeah and he's never shy but he's a little um quiet i guess and then once you get him talking he's fine you can talk to him about whatever was it instantaneous dude when i got there um yes so uh wow. he came up gave no, father. <laughs> <laughs> well, Preston, it's so funny to watch your kids grow because they've all become incredibly tall over the years. Yeah. And and Ben is now taller than I am, which is insane. Dad, this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um but he really was uh much more vocal and I talked to a, a few of the counselors that he was working with and they said his goal while at camp was to become more of a leader, to become more vocal, to become uh you know, to get out of his shell a little bit. Wow. And and so this program, which is called the Leadership and Training Training Program, I really feel like he's become a leader over the last month. And I just I was so impressed, and it was so heartwarming uh, to see him. Senator on Senator McElwain. Well, what, <laughs> yeah. What I kind of wanted to throw out there to people listening, if you wanted to chime in and share, was if you had seen this through your kids or yourself, where right. someone went away. 
And then they came back however many days, weeks, months later, and something significant changed in them because changed it could have you happened. Or, yeah. yeah, it could have happened to you as well. You yeah. went away to this thing, and, and you come back a different person because it happens, man, and mm-hmm. I've seen it happen as well. I have my own story. Yeah, so there's this thing that uh, has been going on in uh, Catholic <clears throat> uh, uh, high schools for a little while. It didn't it, it didn't exist when I was in high school, but uh, it is a weekend um, retreat called Kairos and uh, you know all these students are required to do it. My daughter's going to do it for uh, the first time this year. My son will probably do it next year. It was Thanos' sister. Right? It was Thanos' <laughs> sister. Well, they, she was the one who created it. Right, so yes. That's why it's called She's that. Very but, caring and empathetic. But so here's the thing. I don't know what happens on this retreat. I have no clue. Do you not talk about it like Fight Club, or it's is it kind of like is it? It's kind of like that. But Interesting. From, but from what I have heard, microdosing. My, no. <laughs> okay. From what I have heard is that it is so transformative for a majority of the kids that go on on this retreat. Like they all kind of leave. You know, uh, you know, go, okay, what is this stupid thing? Oh, right. We have to do it, blah, blah, blah. And when they come back, they are completely, you know, different people. And, they can't and, stop talking about he who walks behind the road. Well, yeah. also, so, so like, you, you go away on this retreat, and, you you know, maybe in your mind you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my best friend. Right. No, you, you hang out with who you are uh, um, assigned. assigned to. So the switch gets flicked, this, and, and you, you do you know of anyone specifically who you saw the change take place with? Uh, every single person wow. that I have heard that has gone has come back on like that was the most amazing weekend and it's a long weekend it's not you know uh, uh, you know an entire summer away or whatever but this is what it's designed to do and also when you go away on this thing uh, the people that uh, you love and love you in your life are asked to write letters to these people and, and that's another th- and again I don't know how these letters are presented to it sounds these interesting kids. it sounds a little um, like uh, they're replaced by Exact duplicate. Casey, it's funny you talked about the the friends element because Ben was nervous before going to Takwa because he didn't have any friends that were going the session that he was going to be there. (gasps) So campers from years past, friends from high school, whatever, he didn't know uh, that they were going to be around and um, they actually weren't going to be there at all. And when I picked him up last Friday and I asked him how things went, he said this was the best month of my life. Wow. Which was remarkable to That's me. That's freaking awesome. And, um, and made these lifelong friends after being there for a month. And so the fact that he didn't have friends there, I think actually was beneficial to him because he didn't have, you know, sort of a comfort zone to fall back on. Uh, so intern Matt, who Matt. just uh, sashayed in here, uh, apparently has been on this uh, retreat. It's just a weekend, by the way. Uh, yes. Yeah, so... At my school, it was like you left school on a Tuesday night, and it was a four-day retreat. Okay. And you get back on Friday night. So it's like what um, Casey's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, Kairos, exact same thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I went to a Jesuit high school, and that's like a big Jesuit high school thing that's kind of circulated around the other Catholic schools. So, so can you on. tell us what happened without fear of being killed by the yeah, are you allowed? <laughs> that's the thing. Are you allowed to talk about what happened? Well, well, if anybody is listening and has not gone on, you did kind of spoil the big thing oh, about yeah. the retreat. Okay. Yeah, 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 big thing because that's kind of like sort of in a way like uh there's there's other things that go on in Kairos that like have not been spoiled yet, but is there a sorting hat? <laughs> Wait a minute, what did he reveal? The fact that you're assigned someone? No, it's um it was the letters. Yeah. Um and that's like a really important night of the retreat. Is it a very um uh emotional experience the, yeah. the letters? I was in a room of like 
probably my group was kind of small because I went on one of the first ones after COVID. Mm-hmm. It was like twelve guys in a room. All of us, pretty much all of us, were like sobbing. It so was, it was incredible. Uh, so yeah. that sounds very. Um, wow. It sounds like like a quantum leap forward in your in your emotional and evolutionary experience. So. Um, uh, is, is it simply you're just reading letters, correspondence? Um, yeah, I mean, I uh, got letters uh, from letters so many to penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got letters from my parents, um, my brother, which was like by far the most meaningful, and like so many, a lot of little ones. Like there was ones from my close friends from high school, but then there was also like little people, like like just little friendships. I had like uh, this guy Joey who was uh, on my bus since freshman year, and we always interacted. We were always friendly with each other, and I never knew like how much our interactions really like meant to him. That's pretty know? wild. Uh-huh. That's pretty amazing. Tells them to write the letters to you. What? Uh- um, the school does so the the school like so they um, know ahead of time the other people homeland do. security they, uh, the, the the students that write the letters uh, yeah. only know because they were on the retreat so I kind of felt um kind of felt bad because I wasn't able to like send letters to a lot of like other people in my grade because I was on one of the last retreats but then when my friend like Sean who's a couple grades younger than me like he went on Kairos I sent him a letter you, you know what though I think I think in a way this is kind of an, an interesting thing you talk about not we we've talked about this many times on the show about not knowing what's going on in someone's world here you had this guy that you had you had kind of a friendship or quasi friendship with and he reveals all this stuff in a letter to you and it, it can kind of train you to realize the mul- the people are many layers right was that was yeah. that the end result yeah absolutely like uh there was a lot of people in my class and even a class below me, but a lot of people in my class who I never interacted much before the retreat. And it's not like it like revolutionized our friendship and we became really close. That happens to some people, but it was more like and back in school when we came back, it wasn't like the breakfast club rules where it's like we don't interact with each other. I started talking to this one guy in class a lot more because of it. Or you see them as fully realized. You see yes, them as real. Absolutely. Uh, that's, uh, I'm, I'm, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, because, like, usually people are kind of narrowed down to your first impressions if you're not, like, friends with them in high school. Because, Preston, you said when you went into high school, you were more a Molly Ringwald than you left to Judd Nelson. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. So does it break down clicks? Um, Because... Uh, in a way, you do kind of go back to like your friend group and your clique in high school, but it does it does to an extent because I think a lot of um, a lot of people broke out of their shell. I feel like in, in class or broke out of their shell in terms yeah. of like you know like uh, kind of feeling more outgoing, and it kind of yeah. does bind the class together at the end of the day. I just got a text from my friend Erin, who I went all through grade school and high school with, and and so her sister Maureen was uh, younger than than we were, and she said my sister Maureen did Kairos, and she said she wished that they did it before senior year because. She spent time with amazing people that she didn't know before. Right. You know, and, and I understand that. My like, dearest Casey, <laughs> next week we shall go to Gettysburg. Hey, did your kids do this? Uh, not yet. Well, my oldest is going to be a senior. She's going to do it this year. My son will do it uh, next year, and then my youngest will do it in, in three years. But um, it, sounds, it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, and, and listen. I mean, I think it, you um, when you go into high school, you... you um, Everybody's nervous. And I always tell this to my, my kids as they're going in. I'm like, listen, everybody is just as nervous as you are. Nobody's sure if they're going to have friends, if they're, you know, or, or yeah, whatever. Except for so, the really popular people. Yeah, yeah, super even, good looking athletic people. Even those people have their doubts and stuff. But uh, when I, you go in, you you will sort of gravitate towards and, and maybe hang out with the people that you meet in the very, very beginning. And then, you know, your your, your circle is a little bit closed. Right. right. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Preston, was there anything similar that you, that your kids, 
Kids went through? Actually, yeah. So Carter went on this, um, I think it was called American Music Abroad. I didn't do a damn thing. <laughs> and they they, t- they went to Europe yeah. uh, for like a week and a half or something wow. like that. I didn't even and know there was a Europe. He was, <laughs> uh, he was on his own. What year was he? It was like a sophomore or junior year. And... Um, yeah, he came back a little different, in in a good way, a little more matured. But he had made relationships with people on a more um, a, a real bonding level with with these people that he was touring around. I love that, and it was it was pretty cool. He came back, and I was like, I saw him interacting with these people in a way that I hadn't seen him interact with people before, and I was like, wow, okay, a level of mature maturity just kicked in, uh, you know, just up yeah. a notch or two. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's I, that's exactly yeah. what I saw in Ben. It was a level of maturity that he didn't have before the. Yeah. the this leadership program and has now. Um, I did uh, this thing when I was 21 or 22. It was called American Trails West. And um, it was this bus on wheels across the American and Canadian West. We started in Salt Lake City and went up through Yellowstone and, and into the Canadian Rockies. And it was six weeks. And all of the kids that were on the trip um, were uh, Jewish American kids. And most of them did not have um, a lot of experience outside the home. So they they led, led a really sheltered life growing up. Huh. They did not know how to deal with a tent or setting up any type of camping gear, and that's what we Sounds did. Sounds like us, Kathy. <laughs> that's what we did for six weeks, but Steve, they also had no idea how to take care of themselves at all. They had okay. zero responsibility. They had, you know, And by the end of that trip, after being forced to do that for six weeks and learn how to like gain some self-realization and some responsibilities, they all came out of their shells. It was really cool to watch that happen over six weeks. That sounds cool. I'm going to go to some calls in a second, but here's a text. says, I did uh, Kairos. We called it Encounter at West Catholic, and my parents said I came back with more appreciation of them and was less of a bitch. <laughs> well, that that's pretty fascinating. I was on a program one summer, Preston. We were doing a lot of cleaning up of roadside stuff. Oh, yeah? And it got hot. I'd have to ask yeah. the boss if I could take it off. <laughs> were you in prison? Shaking it off, boss. Prison. Uh, Kairos. Let me go. I have uh, MK on the line. MK, good morning. Good morning. What's happening? Uh, so I am Marion Mercy Academy, class of 2013, and um, we did Kairos, and it's just a weekend of crying and crying. And <laughs> that sounds crying. awesome. <laughs> well, was it was it good crying? Was it transformative? Did you did you did you it feel? Was, yeah, it was very. I definitely had a more appreciation for the girls in different cliques, like (laughs) the the jocks, um, you know, the, quote, popular girls, the theater girls. Like, you kind of just have these assumptions about them that, you know, their life is great and dandy. And the way they set it up for us, there were leaders that had gone on Kairos before, and each of them basically pick kind of like a topic that they want to talk about. They share a part of their life that they've been struggling with. To, to, to be honest, yeah, okay, what you're, what, to scripture and stuff. What, what, what you're saying, we, we mentioned it, but it does kind of sound like Breakfast Club. Mm. Like, like, <laughs> so, but the best, I would say there's a, there was one girl whose story really resonated with me. I was going through almost the exact same thing. And I remember after she shared her story, we did like a journal entry or whatever. I pulled her to the side afterwards and like just thanked her and we both held each other and cried. It was great. 
that's the only person I ever hugged with for any length in school was the janitor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was just for lunch money. MK, how much of this was uh, was faith based that was going on? Because this, I'm wondering if there are non religion versions of this. Oh, out there. yes, there are. Okay, yeah, I would, I would, um, if I remember correctly. They kind of chose like a short scripture passage to go with each day. Sure. Um, but I, I honestly remember the teachers because each group had a student leader and a teacher leader. I remember the teachers kind of routing back to faith a lot more than the students. I'm not a really faithful person, but the the retreat still resonated with. Okay, me. they were a little Sweet light with the what, everything. President, one day the scripture was drink more Ovaltine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know uh, that commercial. Yeah. Commercial. Thank you, MK. We appreciate it. By the way, Casey, is this um, is this voluntary? Is this required? Oh, no, you have no, to no, pay no. for it. You have to go. I don't Are you know invited? You have, uh, I don't know if you have to pay for it. I believe, uh, and, and Matt, maybe you can, uh, I think you are obligated to go. You, you, you are? You don't have to go. You don't have to go. You don't have to go. I will say, everybody, like, there are some people who are hesitant to go because, oh, they're missing four days of school. And that's like, yeah. everybody who goes on and tells you, like, just, you'll catch up the homework. Just the go teachers nerd. understand. Yeah, exactly. Like, the like the teachers will understand. Or, like, everybody goes on this retreat. What if they're like, I don't want to go on this emotional roller coaster ride? I'm that's not comfortable also with that. I want to you know? blow the emotions yeah. up and <laughs> shove it way down, way down deep. <laughs> and keep no, but maybe you're not, yeah. maybe you're not comfortable that with that. That was me. I was like, thing. I am not I going. I ball them up <laughs> tightly and <laughs> shove them down in my body. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hang on, oh I'm going to go God. to Monica next. Hey, Monica, good morning. Hey, sorry about it, you guys at work. We want to hear it, Monica. No bother. What's up? <laughs> yes, um, so I used to teach at a charter school in West Philadelphia, and um, a lot of our high school, a lot of our eighth grade students went on to Crystal Ray High School, and they did this their junior year, um, and I was often asked to write letters for them to read. Uh, so uh, we had like a high school coordinator, and she said, Here's a list of the students attending Kairos this year. And feel free to give me any letters. And so this 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 is a big project. Obviously, this whole letter thing, letter writing and letter reading, is a foundational part of this. Correct. Well, I yes, but I did not realize how. Just, I mean, I just wrote a letter about my an eighth grader. Um, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember you in eighth grade, and I just talked about how great she was, and I missed her. And then she sent me this Instagram message. That was like, I can't believe that you remembered me and <laughs> I opened your letter and then poured out onto all these things that every teacher wants to hear. Wow. You know, about how, oh, so it was an emotional roller coaster for me. I got this message just thinking I wrote this letter that she was probably barely even going to remember me from eighth grade. And then. It's like, know, Jesus, I made all that stuff up. Huh? Yeah. write poetry and yeah. Then I was, I'm like crying on my couch. My husband comes home, I'm like, oh my god, look at this Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That there, there's. I think there's good to be gleaned from that to, to get. Oh my god, this is the classic getting in touch with your emotions. Mm. Oh my god, it's all teachers. It's all teachers want. So right, yeah. It was amazing for me. All right. Well, thank you That's so much. That's pretty cool. It, Monica. Yeah, I remember when I was in CYO in high school, we went away on this retreat. It was not Kairos. It wasn't anything like this. But it was I, no, <laughs> I, I went to this thing kicking and screaming. I was, I, I, I recall crying because I did not want to go away and right. leave my friends for the weekend. And I had to go to this stupid cabin in the mountains. And I 
loved it that weekend. <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I loved and I didn't want to go home. And then when we did the, the retreat the following year, it just wasn't the same. The, the first time well, I did it because now was, you're anticipating yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, I want to go to Danielle. Hi, Danielle, you're on the air. Good morning. Danielle? Hello. Yeah, you there? She said hello. Hold on. She may have said her name. What's your name? Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Is this Danielle? (laughs) It is. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, my daughter um, was born with an uh, upper arm difference. Um, She doesn't have an elbow on her right arm. Okay. Uh, And she uh, is 13. She wanted to desperately meet kids uh, like her who have the same struggles. Uh, And we found this year... uh, a camp in Maryland. It's called Camp Open Arms. Uh, she went, uh, it was two weeks ago, beginning of August, uh, and she uh, had an amazing time. Um, it is put on by um, University of Maryland uh, Pediatrics and the Orthopedic Center. There's Dr. Josh Abzug, um, who is a free camp uh, for anybody who wants to go. Uh, there were 50 kids there. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Um, just the counselors were amazing. Um, my daughter came out of this uh, never in her life um, uh, meeting anybody with an upper arm difference like her. Uh, and she spent a week of just absolutely amazing time. Came out with such uh, great confidence. Wow. Um, and to just one week. Noticeable difference, Danielle? Coming back uh, year after year, they were absolutely amazing. A noticeable difference, Danielle, as soon as she came back, you could tell? Oh, absolutely. It's the first day. First day dropping her off. She was nervous. She didn't know anybody going. Um, and uh, first day picking her up. It's a, it's a day camp, so I would drop her off and pick her up every day. Um, and uh, it was uh, first day picking her up. A huge smile on her face and said, I can't wait to come back tomorrow. And <laughs> oh, that's I can't so cool. That's awesome. That's great. I love hearing that. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Danielle. Appreciate that. Yeah, so we, if you're just tuning in, uh, Nick's uh, son went away to, uh, to camp. Uh, came back and and this time more uh, you know uh, pr- planning to be a part of the staff and came back a changed person went away for a few weeks comes back a new person and it happens he's transformative what events. about with you did you recall a pivotal <laughs> point in because I can't think of a I'm still waiting for that time no uh, where, you, where you where where um it, there was a uh, you know a change that occurred with you where you 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 be, you evolved or became more mature. <laughs> Uh, I can't remember any specific. Was it when you slid down the banister and broke your wrist? <laughs> that was oh, yeah, that was different after that. You had to learn a whole new way to wipe. Wait, yeah. was that at your mom's holiday party? No, no, no was, I got yeah. naked at that. Oh, at the mom's no, holiday. At least down in my underwear. <laughs> right, right, right. That mom's... was some growing up. I grew up. Yeah, yeah. You grow out. I'm growing right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I, I haven't gone on a trip like this yet. I still need to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, Steve just talking about like going through his experiences, and I was uh, chatting with Ben's mom last week. We went out. And had lunch, and we were both sort of saying we were a little sad that the best months of Ben's life, best best month of Ben's life, we had nothing to nothing do. With to do. Right. Son like, of a nothing. bitch! Do you know all the <laughs> stuff I bought you? You paid for it. Yeah, yeah. Right. To buy your love. <laughs> but there's, I mean, there are things like this. You know, for adults, a friend of mine did one with like a group of women. They went out to Sedona, and mm. they, you know, went to like the vortexes out there, and you know, basically had like a did long peyote week. and yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like, like next to you, Preston. Yeah. Like that show. What was the show, Preston? Oh, uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. 
Yeah, like, or nine nine complete strangers. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, with Nicole Kidman. Um, a perfect strangers. But I mean, she yeah. she said she came home and was she wasn't a different person because she's an adult, but like she looked at things much differently, and she went for a reason because she was having a hard time in her life, and she wanted to you know sort of just change what was what was going on, and so she came back and looked at her situation differently because of this retreat and the women that she was with. I find that it's, pretty amazing. It's interesting watching though the the, the adolescent yeah. uh, uh, mature after something like that. Like like Nick had said that uh, you know that all of a sudden the maturity level went up a notch, and it kind of happened. While you weren't paying attention yeah. because you couldn't, you weren't there. Yeah. And it's like, wow. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? It's interesting. It's also a cool place because there's very little Dad, time. can I talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> the kids spend uh, zero to very little time on their phones. So they're away yeah. from their phones. They're away from devices. They're liter- Ben's job was working on the beach uh, every day for a month. And he That's would cool. load in equipment and take stuff out into the bay and whatever. Um, but they're just not sitting there on their phones all summer long, which obviously has its own benefit. Yeah, Gina's been on hold for a while. Let me go to her. Hi, Gina. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Gina? So, um, my son went to where I think Nick wanted to go, Valley Forge Military Academy. Oh, yeah, I wanted to go there, yeah. (laughs) Desperately, when I was in high school, I couldn't wait for military training. He bled military. (laughs) So, so my son, um, you know, he struggled. He he actually was an excellent student, went through some um, trauma at a young age with, um, you know, uh, the loss of it. My husband died. You know, it's okay. Everything's good. But he uh, struggled a little bit and was really having some hard times. And then um, I finally was like, you know what? I threatened him with him, threatened it with him. And I finally, I did it, pulled the plug, um, sent him to Valley Forge Military Academy. Um, And in a matter of like just a couple weeks, the change was unbelievable. Um, They had the board there and it was during, um, right, I guess like after COVID it had started. So it was... um, Very locked down. yeah, so they were completely locked down and um, no communication, which was extremely hard for me. So, um, so, so, do you think, Gina, that he was he was it that because he was he was sort of, you know, forced and they they they, they as they say tear you down and build you back up again, or did he respond favorably from the get go and and just bought in entirely? One hundred percent. Like was full on into it. Wow! He needed structure. He needed. Yeah. He needed. He, he yeah. responded well to structure. Unbelievably so that like he was one. He was actually the second one out of the group. But they called him plebes when they first go right. in. So he was the second student to get earned what they call their cap shield. Um, so they have like this thing that they have to go through, and they learn their their they get their cap shield, and then from it's a Captain there, America shield. Is- Oh, <laughs> now I want to go to yeah. Valley Forge Military yeah. Academy. So, so cool. He, he, yeah, I mean, he ended up um, graduating from there. He was class president. He was uh, vice president of, like, of I think, Rifle Club. Wow. He was a captain of all the plebes. Um, he was a Union League recipient uh, from so that, the Union League. That's a complete 180. Yeah, how old is he now and what's he doing? He is now 19 years old. He is uh, in Westchester University. Oh, another one. Yes. So he's a sophomore at Westchester University with a major in criminal justice and a minor in military science. Wow. He's in the Army National Guard. He could become Tom Cruise and a few good men. 
No, no, no. I know, oh. right? Yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise and a few good men, not, not Tom Cruise not, and Tap. I was thinking the wrong time. Because they were filmed. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's crazy. Yeah, not that, gun, he not starts that, killing people. Tom Cruise and Minority Report. He starts killing people. Yeah. Um, well, that's great news, Gina. Happy to hear that. Thank you. We do, we'd do. we have to take a break, though, but we appreciate the phone call. So clearly, that's, uh, you know, that's a, cool. a place like that is designed yeah, to yeah. absolutely uh, structure your life and maybe change your life. But, you can become um, Tom Cruise or Risky Business. But going away <laughs> but going away to uh, to camp or to, uh, what's the thing called? Uh, Kairos. Oh, Kairos. Uh, what is it? Kairos. Kairos. Kairos, not Kairos. Um, uh, can apparently uh, make a bit of a change. It sounds pretty intense. Matt, you were happy you did it? Uh, absolutely. It okay. definitely, uh, can you write us some letters? For a little bit. <laughs> yeah, would you write us all <laughs> letters? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When's, your, when's your last day on the show? Uh, last day is August 31st. Start okay. writing. You got time for letters now. <laughs> all right, excellent. Well, thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. I just thought that was, uh, and, and this is that time of year where I think these, yeah. these things are happening right now because uh, you've got a lot of transitions, like we the said, school, going back going to school, the, people going away to school, uh, sports, uh, you know, uh, uh, like uh, band practice yes. and sports practice and all this stuff has started to, to kick in. So we're moving into another chapter. Chapter right now, where people are coming back from camp, and then they got to move on with another chapter of their life. So it's just dorm mates, yeah, all that stuff yeah. is happening right now. All right, well, thank you for the calls. We do appreciate it. We got to take a break though, because we're going to come back and go live on Fox. Good day. So we will return, and then we got a whole bunch of guests. We'll tell you about. It. Stay put. Who's playing where? When? Answer your Philly concert inquiries at WMMR.com. All the shows that rock, all in one place. Just click on our always up-to-date concert calendar at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, we got a secret text word today. It's a chance to win uh, tickets to the Pod Meets World live event. It's called the Kids Want to Jump Tour. Saturday, September 30th at the Met. Daniel Fischel will be there. Ryder Strong and Will Friedel host this. So, they will watch episodes and talk about them and stuff from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Honestly. Big popular um, uh, show. So, text word secret to 39333 and you might win later on. And I think this is cool because we now have the official information. Uh, and I know it always kind of... It signals the end of the summer, but MMR's back to school A to Z. Uh, our, we love this. It's getting ready, and um, it's going to be. It's going to start next Thursday. And correct me if I'm wrong. 
but I think it's the first time that we, the Preston and Steve Show, get to kick it off. You are not wrong, sir, and okay. we are very excited about that. It's the, yeah. absolutely the first time, and this is something that we just enjoy being a part of. Yeah, all of the jocks here at MMR, yeah. I think it's one of our favorite music promotions that we do uh, because the library is so extensive here. Uh, and we get to hear songs that you only hear once in a great while. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, you know, one of MMRs or one of, uh, uh, you know, Pierre's workforce blocks or something like that. Um, and we, we get to play all these without any repeats over how many days? Five, uh, six days? It, whatever it like is, that. it's always a day or two longer than we assumed. Yeah. So thir- a week from tomorrow, yeah. uh, it'll start uh, 9 a.m. on our show. So we, great. we will get to begin that, which is uh, yeah. pretty exciting. I'm, I'm stoked about that. And then we always try to guess. Do we ever do block pools on like when we think it's going to end? And I, I think we've I think done we did. that with listeners before. Yeah. I don't know if we've done that amongst ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we, should. Not, we should. All right. We've got about, um, I don't know, 15 seconds or so, and then we'll go uh, live on Fox Good Day. Uh, and then we'll get into the B5 Live. Then we, we have a bunch of guests on the program. Jason Muse is going to be joining us. There's actually a Jay and Silent Pub <laughs> cruise. Yeah. That is coming up. I don't know if I would dare to go on that or not, <laughs> but we'll check in with him in a bit. All right, the music means we're going on Fox. Here we go. Yeah. We're talking about having guests into our homes, you know, for an extended stay, not just, you know, a night, but maybe a, like a weekend or something. Have you ever had bad experiences where, oh, it's going to be so fun to have them over and then it goes badly yeah uh, definitely <laughs> yeah I've, uh, I've had that occasion where it's like this didn't turn out the way we wanted it to be absolutely <laughs> um and it's every single time that my in-laws come. <laughs> <laughs> he's not they're wonderful people but we get we hear stories um i love well, them. we did they they did a survey and that was number three on the list of of bad things that can happen the in-laws didn't work out hmm yeah, so I think that, uh, you know, if they happen to leave, I don't know, their dentures in a cup by the kitchen oh. sink. Oh. It could be a little less fun. What if they really love judge shows, Preston? We're not going to go down the whole <laughs> We're not doing the whole laundry list, Steve. I just wanted to bring up the dentures, right. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We hear stories. Well, a lot of it's too is like cleaning up after themselves and stuff, and going through the kitchen, and you know, you're well, helping the themselves you know, to all the food, and yeah, most yeah. definitely, right. there there can be some intrusive things, and it depends on. You know, if you say, hey, make this, the, mi casa su casa, yeah. you know, help yourself, then you're kind of yeah. open yourself up to a little bit. Of, you got to really mean it when you say that. Me dentures, su dentures. Right. <laughs> but you're not supposed to take that seriously, right? When someone says, no, make yourselves at home. You're not really supposed to make yourself at home. Alex, right? here's the deal. Bathroom oh. door open and stuff. It's, it, I, 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 when I go to visit my dad, he's, you know, he has a, a big house and I stay at a hotel. I, 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 I feel like an imposition and when people you can't help it. It's the way that I'm hardwired. I don't want to be. Oh, gee, I'm making too much noise. And then at some level, it's always an inconvenience. And uh, my teeth are hardwired, so yeah, it's a, it's a whole other issue. Yeah, but, I'm right there with you. I don't. I have friends since I've been five years old, and they invite me to stay with them when I'm in their town. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I make up an excuse. I, uh, I just tell them you don't want to live with them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends right. on how what nice their place is, though. Yeah. I mean, yes. if they've got a really yes. awesome house, and I'm all about staying with them. But yeah. 
but I agree. <laughs> you you feel you you it, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. And when we have family come in, we put them up, and then we can accommodate. And there's some that are, are very easily accommodated. But it's just the normal things that when you go in, it's like the, it's like the planes, trains, and automobiles with the wet underwear in the sink. You know, yes. it, you, no, it's just it'll it'll corrupt yeah. your vision of someone you might love. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, it was, it was really nice visiting with you, but we have to go. Oh, sorry. Glad you guys could stop by. <laughs> no, we can stay if you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all about okay. yeah, no, no, another time. It'd be yeah, great. Yeah. All right, we'll see you later. All right, <laughs> that's the one. We can stay. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No, you know no, no, what? No, no. We th- we thought about it, and we're going to stay another week. Mm. Well, thank you. I'm, 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 I'm happy to hear that. Now get the hell out. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got Bizarre File Stories. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. And Sequoia's got everything you can imagine to make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. You can save during their annual end-of-season sale, which is going on now on Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. In Arizona, a man was hospitalized after being stung by nearly 2,000 bees. Oh, God! A maintenance worker in his 50s was working at Pebblebrook Golf Course when he encountered a beehive. And it's unclear exactly what led to the attack, but somehow the man disturbed a hive. And when crews arrived, they said that uh, the man was covered in bees. One of the members stated, we thought that it was grass clippings on his face. But as we got closer, we realized that those were actually bees. That's when they get sting crazy. Uh, The fire crews wore bee hoods and turnouts to protect themselves while using a hose line that was filled with foam to subdue the bees. The man, the man was rushed to a hospital where he remains intubated. And Craig Powell and J.R. Derringer were on the front nine when this happened. And oh one of the guys said he stopped. He started waving his arms. Uh, we didn't pay a lot of attention to it at first, but then they saw the employee was running on the fairway and they knew that something was wrong. They said it sounded as if he was singing la di da di da Oh, my God. Is that right? la di da di da Oh, Huh. I was at a um, I was at a golf course one time when I hit a ball into a tree lined area, and I go in and I'm, I'm looking for my ball, and I'm just kind of searching around, and I couldn't find it. And sometimes, rarely, a ball will get stuck in a tree, right? And so I look up, and dude, there is a basketball sized oh, beehive right there. I didn't hear any buzzing, oh. nothing, but it was. And would you back out about a foot or two above my head? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was freaky, so I let the staff know about it, and yeah, got, unfortunately, didn't see any bees. All right, Pakistan's military rescued eight people, six children and two adults who spent hours stuck in agonizing danger in a cable car suspended at least 900 feet in the air after a cable snapped above a remote mountainous area in the north of the country. Could you imagine the- that? No, it'd be terrified. Uh, the Army's Special Services Group rescued two children via helicopter by means of a sling lowered from above, and the rest were rescued in a ground-based effort after the helicopter approach became too dangerous using a chairlift edged along to uh, the intact cable. Uh, the first helicopter rescue took four attempts. Uh, they began looking into alternative methods after two military helicopters uh, sent to the group began to further destabilize the dangling car on approach. They had considered putting a beehive in it, Preston. Wind and another cable some 30 feet above the stranded car complicated the maneuver. And conditions worse, it was getting dark, and they, they had to bring a second cable car close to the stranded group along the inca- uh, intact cable from which the car remained suspended to pull them away. Mm. Uh, food and water 
modern medicine were passed uh, to those trapped by a small lift affixed to the same cable. So. At that point, how sure are you you're going to die? Yeah. I'd be terrified that yeah. high up. Yeah. Three women were hospitalized in Montana after they were the victims of a vicious attack by an otter. This has happened again. Another otter attack! And dude, I saw the pictures. I don't know if this is the same one of the same ones that I reported on, but I saw the pictures of this woman's face. Yeah. And it's crazy. She looks like she's out of a horror movie. She's got otter face. Uh, Jen Roy said that she and her friends were on a floating trip in the on the Jefferson River to celebrate her birthday when the animal attacked them. She said, I saw one otter, otter right in front of my friend before it attacked. I didn't even have a chance to get the words out that there's an otter behind you. It was an otter catastrophe. <laughs> before it attacked her. And uh, she said that... The otter was vicious and relentless and bitter all over her body in an attack that lasted around five minutes. And, and by the way, you know, they're, they're, they're animals, so you have diseases in their mouth. Totally. You don't know who they've been kissing. She said, without any exaggeration, I did not think that I was going to make it out of that river. And I had no clue if my friends were going to make it out either. But by the grace of God, we did. And that's the worst obituary. It, it says she died of an otter attack. Uh, so she said, I was covered in blood and it was just pouring out of my face and nose. It was cold, we were wet, it was dark, and after escaping the river, they had to wait nearly an hour before help arrived. So they're bleeding all over the place. She was eventually airlifted to a hospital where she received stitches and underwent surgery on her her face and ear. She now has more stitches, she said, in my body than I can count puncture wounds all over her body. She had almost lost half of her right ear, and she had to have several rabies shots. Her friends were taken to the hospital to have their wounds treated as well. And no indication as to what incited the auto to attack. No, they said that uh, when otter attacks on humans, while they are rare, they can be hostile if they feel threatened for some reason or another. So, yeah. Who threatens an otter? I don't know. Not me. Kick your ass. A guided tour through Moscow's sewer system went horribly wrong on Sunday when a downpour flooded the underground tunnels while the tour group was inside. Now, a frantic search is underway for at least eight missing members of the trip. This is so tragic. I was reading the story. So they're they're on they're vacationing. They're they're taking like a you know this cool tour and yep. uh, it all ends three quickly. Te- three teenagers have been found dead so oh, far. Man. One seventeen and two fifteen year olds. The body of an unidentified woman has been found in the uh, Moskva River. Ming her the third person to die after the tour. Eight people were known to be on the tour, but officials said more could be missing. Two dozen people have reportedly signed up to take the tour, but it's unclear exactly. How many ended up going? Uh, Sunday's trip apparently went haywire when heavy rainfall caused the sewers water levels to rise quickly, and the group was unable to escape the tunnels. Uh, the tour guide uh, is among those missing, and his last text message he pleaded for an early exit to the tour. Wow, oh, man! Right, a and- crappy vacation. All right, we got to do one more story that's not so... No otters and no sewers. Uh, crazy, over-the-top, horrible. Uh, these are all pretty bad here. Um, uh, how about this one? Last story. Uh, police have suggested measures to stop sexual activity on tombstones as part of a town redevelopment project in the UK. <laughs> Suffolk police made the recommendations uh, to redevelop Eras Square. The area has had high levels of crime and antisocial behavior, including people using raised tombstones for sexual activity, <laughs> drugs, and alcohol. <laughs> Uh, residents and business voted for the area. 
to be fully redeveloped. And uh, police were offering their opinion on ways to design out crime at the planning stage of the redevelopment. This included protection of raised tombstones, which force were sometimes the site of sexual activity. It's also common to find raised tombstones being used as tables for alcohol and drugs. That's just bad taste. It recommended measurements to deter the activity on top of the tombstones, including, including creating enclosures for individual tombstones or small railings at the top edge of the tombstones. Well, then just use those. As used in other parts of the town. They also said putting up security cameras and better lighting to keep people from banging on the tombstones. Yeah. And there you How go. some role-play Sibians? That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. A phone call. What? We are going to go to Heather, who's on the phone line. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Oh, hi. How are you? Awesome. Heather, uh, did you have something to say to us? Uh, pina colada? Pina colada? That's right! <laughs> Herself may be saying, What the hell does she mean? She says, Pina Colada, and you guys go crazy. Heather is clearly watching our video streaming on YouTube right now because we had the very lovely Tina Marie stand behind me and hold up a sign that said to call right now and say Pina Colada in order to win tickets to the screening of Vacation Friends 2 at Harris Pool after dark, which is tonight, by the way. And so, Heather, you got through. You said it. We are going to give you complimentary food and beverage and an overnight stay at Harris this evening in Atlantic City. How about it? Awesome. Thank you. I can't wait. Excellent. Our pleasure. Hang on the line. We'll get your information and we'll take care of you. I and think I, that's so cool. And I've got a little secret for you. What? And that's not the only one we have to What? I would tune into our YouTube channel what? and stream this morning because you never know you might have another chance to win. By the way, from 20th Century Studios and Hulu Vacation Friends 2 stars, Little Ray Howley, uh, Yvonne Orji, and John Cena, and Meredith Hagner, and Steve Buscemi. And it picks up a few months after the end of Vacation Friends, and it begins streaming on Hulu on Friday, August 25th. So if you're good, we might have another chance for you to win at some point. We're going to take a break. we got guests coming up. Our first one, when we return, stay with us. As the kids get ready to go back to school here at 93.3 WMMR, we're once again honing our skills in the art of alphabetizing. MMR's Back to School A to Z returns. It's a can't-miss annual tradition where we play back thousands of different songs alphabetically by title. It's two weeks' worth of no-repeat hits, album tracks, those oh-wow songs, and many titles of dubious artistic merit. Preston and Steve kick it off next Thursday at 9 a.m. MMR is back to school A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is in the studio. She is a Kensington native. She is a clinical psychologist. She is an author. And she has a documentary that is based on her. It is now available today on Amazon Prime, uh, Apple TV, Vimeo, and Vudu. Please welcome Dr. Jerry Lynn Utter. Yeah. 
to our show. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning. Or do you prefer Jerry Lynn? I really don't care. It doesn't don't matter. Care. Whatever whatever comes out of your mouth is fine with me. Well, right. Preston, you guys have been dear friends for, for a long time now, <laughs> we found out. We're concert buddies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hundred no, years ago. Yeah, Jerry and I went to a uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. <laughs> she started in radio here. Together. 23 years ago. We've, yes. Jerry, Jerry Lynn and I have known each other for 23 years. Yes. And hadn't seen each other probably in 22 years. So when I said, when we said her name, did yeah. you know it was her? I knew, uh, yes, but I didn't realize that until this morning. Okay. You were hearing Jerry Hallowell from no, the No, I was hearing Jerry Lynn. And so Jerry Lynn and I started on a ground crew uh, with a guy named John, John Kubiak. John Kubiak. Yeah, Kube. Yeah. And I wouldn't be here if not for him. And uh, congrats on all your success. Thanks so much. I feel like I'm back home, but these offices are absolutely stunning compared to <laughs> what I remember many, many years ago. So it's really cool to and be here. And some of them actually have things in them. So yeah. <laughs> a lot of them just sit, sit inert. Well, the, the documentary is called Utter Nonsense. I'm sure it's uh, Steve Utter Catastrophe. Yeah, right. <laughs> it would have been better. Yeah, you was um, But listen, so this, this covers uh, your life, essentially, right? Yeah, covers, or your hardships that you've had to deal with. Yeah, it covers my life, but I, I I always wanted to hide kind of what was going on behind the scenes of my life. So I drug some other people in with me, and it and it covers the story of my half sister Dominique Harkins, a very good friend of mine, Jerry Shiazza, and another person, Jessica Whalen. I watched it last night, and it is uh, it's it's fascinating. It actually comes at a, at an interesting time in my life because I know someone who's dealing with um, the the trauma of uh, a childhood that went awry with the abuse, and um, you know someone I love dearly is trying to figure out a plan of attack to get this co- corrected. So your story and hearing what you went through is is uh, is astonishing. And I, I assume, as you sort of indicated in, in the documentary, you were not, this was, hey, let me tell you my story. You you kept it sort of walled in and then realized at a certain point, obviously through your, your what you were taught and what your, your focus of study, mm-hmm. this could benefit pe- people, just benefit from knowing they're not alone. And and so there you get a couple of different stories in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone can find something at some level to relate to that says maybe maybe I could better my life, you know, by keying off what this person did. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. It's it, it, The stigma for me was was really tough. I had p- both parents struggled with uh, with addiction. My mom got addicted, you know, to, to heroin and opioids. Dad struggled with, with meth back in the day and then, you know, uh, alcohol as he got older. But even when I worked here and I worked in my first career was radio, I hid that. I did everything I could to hide it because there's so much shame and embarrassment as a family member. And then I went to school for psychology I became a licensed psychologist and through kind of my studies, I, I got more comfortable, got my own therapy, started talking about it myself and learned, you know what? Hey, may, maybe my story can help someone else out. And through sharing, everyone I talk to, no matter where they're from and who they're from, you know, has a story similar and feels yep. more comfortable sharing with me. But it's no wonder that you would that you would hide information like that. I mean, it's complicated and it's nobody's business. Uh, you know, I mean, if uh, it would be uncomfortable to out of, out of nowhere to go, oh, yeah. Yeah, by the way, my parents are addicts. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you find how do you find people that you can share that with and be open with that about? Yeah, um, I kind of I do a lot of, you know, kind of sussing them out, talking to them, gaining their trust, becoming friends with them first. Right. Uh, Tim Graham, being one of them, believe yeah, it or not, was one of the very here. few people who's in the business that that I actually shared it with while it was happening. Uh, but it just takes a lot of time and trust. Well, you know, it, it, so you you go back. You're 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 a, a little girl. Both your parents are are addicts. You're living in in the most efficient of of efficiency. A, not even an apartment, apartment, just rooms. Yep. Um, your dad had uh, gotten out of jail for drug dealing. Yes, he gets out, and so you had one level 
everything sort of um, dominoed into something that, while on the outset looks like this is going to be better, actually turns out worse because now he's lost his income. So you're now even more impoverished. Mm-hmm. And so all of this starts uh, starts steamrolling. And just, just gives us a flavor of the, the early years of your life. And because you were essentially this little girl who was the adult in that trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. So dad, you know, dad had a colorful background. Right? Yeah. He a lot of drugs, got in trouble. We ended up living in a, in a boarding house. So it was a two room, not two bedroom. Right. And we, we cooked off of a hot plate at Tulip and Lehigh in the Port Richmond section of, of the city, very close to Kensington. But you have to be very specific when you talk about neighborhoods in Philly. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not right, going to yeah. screw that up. Right. But, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. get. But anyway, so dad tried to then turn around and do the right thing. Got into the masonry business, started to do, you know, construction work as right. stucco. And then we moved up to Northeast Philly. Things were okay, but mom, my mom struggled with binge drinking and there was a lot of domestic violence when my mom would drink, my dad would, would beat her. And that, that was tough, but that was the most normal things were for me. Cause I got to move out to Northeast Philly. I went to Catholic school. Um, and then my parents separated. My dad goes back to the neighborhood and buys a bar at Kensington and Somerset and names it utter nonsense. Right. That's where the name of the documentary came from. And you're, and you end up bartending yeah. there. Well, he wouldn't let me out. Right. So I, the only, I couldn't, I literally could not go out in the neighborhood. He, I would have um, patrons from the bar who had, you know, were involved in drugs that he trusted would walk me to the Martin's Deli contestant or to get my nails done, but I couldn't go out. My dad would let me 10 bar at 14, 15, 16, and that was my action because I couldn't do anything else. But man, did I learn a lot. You know, it's interesting, and we were just talking about this earlier with, it, with it, you know, uh, Nick had an epiphany. His, his son returned from a, a, a summer camp and had some uh, some duties and some chores that he was responsible for. And there was, there was an evolution that took place. You could see it. Everyone here <clears throat> has a story where there is a flashpoint at a particular set of years early on that sets in motion this misery. And so, you know, you, you, in fact, specifically in that in that early junior high level, mm-hmm. when experimentation takes place, when perhaps all of the weight of the trauma you've experienced up to then manifests in you starting bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what can you say to people who have kids or kids at that age? What What is the one most salient piece of advice about how to keep them from heading down that path? Yeah, my dad, though not, you know, he didn't practice what he preached, but from the time I was a kid before middle school, young, he used everything he did wrong as an example for me of what not to do. Mm-hmm. So my advice is just be open with your kids. Tell them the truth. If you, if you experimented, if you used, if you struggled, because then they humanize you, they see you as real, and then you become an ally. You become somebody they're comfortable to talk with. So I think early education, talking to them about drugs and alcohol and things like that is essential um, to kind of paving that foundation so when you're not there and they're at a keg party, you know, they know to make the right decision and feel confident in themselves about making the right decision. Right, right. I think I tell you this every time I see you, but um, you know, what you did and where you are, the odds of that happening were very small for you, were, Mm -hmm. were very slim. And the fact that you are there today, I mean, your parent although addicts and and they put you through a lot they did 
something in that and you know maybe it was your dad teaching you from a, from an early age that this is wrong but they did something because i mean you're a doctor today mm-hmm. yeah and i um, a lot of people are like well aren't you mad aren't you angry and yeah like i went through that phase i got my own therapy but at the end of the day i wouldn't change it i wouldn't change my parents um i love my parents was there resentment and feelings of abandonment and a lot of that there was but i know and maybe this is psychological maybe i'm just saying this to make myself feel better but i know that my parents did the best that they could for me based upon what, what they could offer in their own limitations. It's, it's so funny because I always think of the, <laughs> the original Nutty Professor with Jerry Lewis when he's tra- he's changing back on stage and he, he tells the, the collective, he says, you better learn to love yourself because that's all you got. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's so hard for so many people. You yeah, know? no, and that, I think that's the other thing that they help me with. There was a lot of like with my dad, if I'd say, hey, I want to do this and I would start to doubt myself. Like I wanted to go back and get my my doctorate and I was, you know, not the most confident in that. And he looked at me. He's like, kid, he's like, you can do anything you put your mind to. And that was that was the mantra throughout my life. You want to do that? No, you can do it. So giving me a sense of self-worth went a long way. I'm thinking about uh, you being here in ground crew in the the early 2000s (laughs) and me at the same time and like being in our early 20s and it was party and it was fun yes. and and uh, then you grow out of that and, and become what you've become now when did um was there a switch was there a, a time in your life where you thought all right i'm gonna put this part of my life behind me and work to where you are now yeah it's funny i i, I did a lot in like the club scene and i bartended i was never a big partier myself even though i floated in a lot of those you know circles but i i feel like every experience i had kind of got me to where i am now i am thankful for my radio days and my party days because it gave me the maturity I needed to pursue my doctoral studies because listen, if you want to pursue your doctoral studies in psych, they strongly recommend that you get your own treatment. They say never trust a, a therapist who doesn't have a therapist. And I have, I have a lovely one. Right. <laughs> All right. Jerry Lynn, the documentary under utter nonsense. Obviously, I said that's uh, that's out now today. What is uh, what is this cover? Do, do we see your parents? Do they talk to them? Is it all these people that you're referring to in the neighborhood, Kensington, and all that covered in this? Yeah, there's people in the neighborhood for sure that that are from. Like I said, my friend, my good friend Jerry Shiazza, Jessica Whale, and my sister, my half sister's in it, Dominique Harkins. Um, my mom's in it as far as photos and stuff are concerned. She's in some B-roll, but mom's still strong. Struggling, okay. so and, 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 and dad passed away. It's it's okay. uh, and your 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 sister your her story yes. uh, is and it, you don't quite realize that's the relationship until a bit into the documentary, but um, I, I mean again. I'm, I'm hearing her story. You hear her story in the documentary. She says, this story has been played out millions of times in this country. And yet I'm sure when it's happening, was happening to her initially, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize there's so much support out there. Yes, yes. I have a question. You said that you, uh, your parents, you, you don't hold any resentment against them. But let's say people are going through a similar thing. Um do you have to get there? Is it okay if you hold resentment against your parents? You know, I mean, because some of that stuff, if, if you've really gone through some terrible things and by, by, by pe- from people who have done terrible things, um, I know that forgiveness is, is, is an important thing, but there are sometimes you can't forgive certain things. You're absolutely right. And I think forgiveness is more for you yeah. than, than for the other person. I'm still pissed. I'm, yeah. I still get angry. My mom's still alive and she still struggles. And I, I'm still, I still get hurt because it's a selfish disease. And I always, felt like my feelings didn't matter. So yeah, like I I still struggle. I don't know all the answers just because I went to school. I still struggle with my dad. There's there's a beautiful thing about it and I'm it's sick. But I can say that to you guys. Yeah. He passed away. Yeah. So 
what happens when somebody passes away, you take all the good, lovely, beautiful things that they taught you and you hold on to them. Right. So that's what I do with my dad. But was he like an A-plus dad? Hell no. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like you have to go through this at whatever process and pace that you need to heal yourself. Well, that's, There's no answer. It's uh, Al-Anon. You know, yeah. that, that, that's people learning to deal with that. Uh, your sister uh, talked about and talks in the documentary about the, the mindset of someone. I think she used the word trade. Tra- tra- Traded everything. You trade everything to stay drugged up. Mm-hmm. That that it, it, and people say, how can you live that? And we, we see it is sadly around the world footage of our city of what they call the Walking Dead mm-hmm. addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how do people end up like that? And and she sort of gives the insight on how it does end up like that. Yeah, and I th- I think the other thing too is uh, that I just want people to know is. People who struggle with addiction, it's not like they want that. Mm-mm. And and they don't want to be filmed down in Kensington and they don't want cameras in their faces. They don't want to be called zombies. Yeah. You know, so it's like nobody chooses it. It happens and they struggle. It's not a big part. Once you become addicted, the party ends. It's not fun anymore. And I mm. think that's something that, that we need to do a better job of just educating about. You always think of a picture of, you know, sometimes you'll see people... There's 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 a there's a uh, American History X has uh, you know we President and I there's a a scene in that movie where uh, Avery Brooks goes to Ed Norton mm. in 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 jail and he's there and he's been through all of this and he's you know this is a racist and he's Nazi and so on and so forth and he just says one simple question is what have you done to make your life better? yeah has anything you've done made yeah. your life better and he has his moment of clarity yeah mm-hmm. it hits him mm-hmm. you know and that's uh you wait for that moment and when it when it's as clear as a bell boom clear you can change things, you yeah. know, or at least it's start to head in that direction. You also never know what other people are going through, right? And, and so, like, I think that's a really important mindset to try to maintain. Um, it's not always easy. It's easy to judge other people and uh, to look at them and uh, paint it in black and white. Um, when this documentary started to come uh, into reality, uh, well, how did that? How did that start? How did the filming start? And and um, and how do you think that that can help people who who might be going through similar situations? Yeah. So it's weird how the filming started. My brother-in-law, Billy Godfrey, um, knew uh, folks at a production company called Glastown Productions. And he's like, why don't you just meet them? Like, they like to do documentaries. And I'm like, down Ocean City in the, for the <laughs> summer. And I'm like, yeah, I'll meet him. They're like in violence. So I went down and I met with, you know, the folks from, from Glastown. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then it became this, you know, four-year project because we had COVID. And then we changed the course a hundred times. So that's kind of, and they're like, we just want to do it on the book. And I'm like, I don't want to just do it on the book. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I want other people. Yeah. Like, I I want, I want to hear other people's stories. And, and the main focus was looking at addiction from different perspectives, mm. not just people who struggle with addiction, but those who love them and how they're impacted. So kind of that's how that's how that started. And it's been it's been a whirlwind. Kathy, you were one of the first people to to, to talk about it on uh, on Ben. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I and when I heard your whole story, I mean, I sat down with with Jerry Lynn for, I mean, probably a half an hour and, and heard the whole thing, like when, you know, when you had your first book out. Um, but back to the documentary, I just wanted to say, um, so I have addiction in my family as well as do, you know, many people. Um, and that the, the fun part of it, like the fun going away was I, I watched it. I watched it from a kid and it was somebody I was really close with and I watched the fun dissipate. Mm-hmm. And, and when it got to the point where it was just, you know, then he was no longer there. So there was 
no fun. The fun was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the guy in the documentary, did you say his name was Jesse? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Just like me. Isn't that funny? Okay. <laughs> Jerry so, Shiazza. <laughs> so he, I, I watched him and he almost reminded me of, of you know, the person that I'm um, referring to in my family and that, mm-hmm. you know, like he just was like, I wish I was a kid again where there was no worries and I didn't have to struggle every mm-hmm. single day with this and I wish I could have taken that different path. Had I gone back and known, I would have gone a different way. But he really, like that like that kid mm-hmm. in him was still there. And, and he had like, abilities. He, he, he yeah. said he excelled at boxing and, yeah, and all and these things that, that were there and he's like, why did I let that go? Yeah, I was but, sobbing, by the way, by the end of the, <laughs> the documentary, especially the way you end it and I was just like, I texted Jerry Lynn and I'm like, I'm sobbing right now. By the way. <laughs> I feel like I cry every time and I'm like, I'm so sick of watching this damn thing like, and all the different edits. Well, the story about this, there's there's a guy, Eddie, who you yes. know who f- figures into the story as well, but but uh, I think it was you who you wake up in a, a house that yeah. you're 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 a little kid and you're terrified and and you're so terrified you don't know where you are that you just you you pee yourself yes. and, and because you know and you start getting emotional. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff you have these flashbulb memories, right. and that's one of my flashbulb traumas. So yeah. we'll call it that. But Eddie was my sister's dad, right. and when my dad did a bid when he went away to jail, my mom and Eddie got together and were partying. A lo- Back then, it wasn't her when it was a lot of drinking and a lot of pills. Yeah. And you know, I was kind of just out there, and they would just drop me off wherever and imagine being four years old waking up and I'm like oh man like I don't know where I am and I got to use the bathroom you're terrified terrified and um you know that was hard and it was weird because while I'm filming I I have these memories and I've processed them you start crying yeah. yeah, and I turn around to the producers. I'm like, dude, not a fan. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not a fan of like all this emotion stuff happening. But um, but that's the kind of stuff that sticks with you. Those types of memories, and um, you know, you, you need them. You do. You need them. Nobody talks about post-traumatic growth and resiliency because yeah. there is an upside to trauma. Explain explain that. So post-traumatic growth is you go through something traumatic. Again, it doesn't have to be as traumatic as what I went through. It could be something that's a life trauma, losing a loved one, the coming out process, whatever. And it's 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 what happens after the event or after you kind of cross the main crux of, of of what happened to you and you can go one or two ways or you can go both ways but post traumatic growth basically is the good and the resiliency and the mental strength and what you took away from that that can help you on your way in life instead of you know just having it kind of I- identify you in a way that's negative. In, in crisis, seeing opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You said it better. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lynn, I, I have uh, two addicts in my family, one of whom uh, has been clean and sober for 15 years or so and uh, is doing quite well with his life. The other um, is all but a lost cause. And it's so sad to see what's happened to her. It's really difficult for her parents and uh, for her siblings. Um, uh, do, do you think if it's viewed that way, that, that she is... Is it a lost cause? I guess is what I'm asking you. Are, are, are people that have gone down that path for so long, are they able to, can you, can you help them find a path back? Yeah, I think, um, I always think there's hope. Um, my mom right now is 70 years old and she's, she's struggling right now. She's away. She's in rehab. Um, and she's been struggling, you know, for many years. There's ups and downs with this disease, with addiction. Some people are like, it's not a disease. It's a disease. I'm not going to get into that. But I do think there's hope. And I do think that it's not what, what we do. It's great that we're there to support them when they're ready to do the right thing, but they have to believe in themselves and they have to want it. And you can't force somebody to want it. It doesn't matter who you are to them. You can be their daughter, their son, their mom, their dad. They have to want it. So I don't know when that, when that switch flicks. 
but yeah. I do believe that it can it can flick. Or so I, I guarantee you that a lot of people listening right now who are hearing this and are saying, "This is me," or "I know somebody," and they're they're overwhelmed. Where is what is the first step in either getting the help for themselves or getting help for their loved ones? Yeah, so I think the first step is just saying, "I'm ready." Yeah, that because there's a lot of people that are begrudgingly forced in the treatment for everybody else but themselves. So I think the first step is just kind of like, okay, I'm ready to do the right thing. As far as loved one goes, um, you there's a great saying: you can't take credit for someone's recovery, just like you can't bear the burden for their disease or their relapse. So I think for loved ones, it's being there to support them if that's healthy for you at that point, but they have to do the work. Mm -hmm. So you have to step back and let them want it. You can't force them to it because you're just going to end up being upset. You see, yeah, and it's incredibly frustrating if you do that a number of times and they don't help themselves. Yes. And then you're like, yes. At some point, you can be, I'm tapping out. Yeah. Done what I can. And it's okay to tap out. And okay. I've been on this roller coaster for, for years with my mom, you know, but it's okay to tap out if it's going to be better for your mental health because you got you to gotta watch out for yourself too when you have a loved one who struggles. Yeah, because you can be on that sinking ship Yeah, uh, in a different way. You know what I mean? 100. I've been there. I think yeah. I'm on it again now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and every time I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I don't know what the hell happens. Maybe guilt, you know, whatever. So you've, got a, you've got another book, a new book out. It's called Aftershock. The first one was uh, Utter Nonsense, which is the the, the documentary is based on this. But uh, what is what is Aftershock cover? And this is available for pre-order, by the way. Now. Yeah, Aftershock's kind of cool. It's it's not, you know, based on my story. It's kind of just looking what, what we just talked about, post-traumatic right. growth. So life things happen. Crappy things happen to people. It doesn't have to be severely traumatic. It could be something as simple as changing careers, whatever it is. And it impacts your mental health. But Aftershock represents that. That what we call delayed trauma response. So you may think you've gotten through the through the brunt of your divorce, but six months later you wake up and you're like, oh man, I feel terrible. Right. And it's a delayed response to what you've gone through. And the book just educates on that being okay. It talks about it's okay to seek treatment, destigmatizes seeking mental health treatment, and just normalizes the fact that we all struggle. I don't care who you are. It's, 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 there's these skills that you learn, and I, we've talked about this many times on the show, that a, little, a lot of people see that it is as ephemeral sort of nonsense, that, ah, oh, that's just trippy sort of stuff. But, you know, in, 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 the, in the couple of times I, I've talked to a, a therapist, you glean things that I've used all the time, which is also, um, you know, give yourself permission to be human, right? I mean, that's 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 it, and that's and but and and also when when I was told there's a level of narcissism, thinking that you're not going to behave the same, but I'm I shouldn't be doing this, or why am I? You know, let yourself be human. Is, is that a, a good approach? That's a huge. That that. Are you sure you don't want to? Because you're like you're on it. You're like hitting yeah. it. Yeah. But no, I think it's a great approach. And and I think it's about being human. And it's humanizing that we have uncomfortable emotions. We have crappy things that we go through. And guess what? It's okay. Right. And I think that's that's the first step. There's this weird expectation that life's supposed to be like la di da all the time, and right. it's okay to feel like crap and struggle, and just get the help that you need. Yeah, it makes well, sense. Um, so, with the 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 doc uh, coming out, what what's uh, I mean? Number one, you're anticipating you know how people are going to react to this, I would imagine. But uh, have you thought about the next step? I know you have some cameras in here right now that are filming. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the next step. What I would have really loved to do is a podcast, oh, a okay. mental health geared podcast. Yeah, and I think it'd be cool to get some Philly, you know, celebrity, I guess, involved to a degree that also are proponents of mental health. So you're going to skip Real Housewives of Kansas. 
Kensington. Um, you know what? I think that would be a great show. But I think I think I might I might skip that. But um, but just you know, just just normalizing it, normalizing that we all go through stuff, and, right. and bringing people on that other people idealize, like you know, John Bon Jovi and what he's doing right. with the JBJ. So that's huge. But like having him talk about some struggles that he's had from a mental health perspective and how it inspired him to do what he's doing today, huge. That's yeah. that's it. That's it. just knowing that there are other people, yes. knowing that you're not alone. What a massive difference, yes. right? Well, congratulations on the success so far and how, how your life has, uh, you know, uh, turned around and, and is turning out. And uh, obviously, you've got a lot of things to promote. So uh, the documentary uh, is on Amazon Prime. And this all comes out today, from what I understand, Apple TV, Vimeo, and uh, Vudu. And the book, it's based on the book Utter Nonsense. So that's available. And also uh, the book Aftershock is available for pre-order. So you got a whole lot going on in your life. I know. And that's why therapy is so important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you don't go out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, yeah, that ship is. Is it okay if I give a shard out? Because I have oh, people, we'll do a shard out. I yes. have people that love you guys, <laughs> and if I don't do this, I don't think they'll be my friends anymore. All right, go ahead. So the first shard out has to go to my husband Greg Godfrey. Okay, <laughs> love <one>. him. Okay, <laughs> the second one are my kids Natalie and Gregory. The third is Ray, Ray, Ann, Angelo, and Sue. Okay. Um, they watch you guys and listen to you guys all the time. And the fourth is is Joe Amade from Virgil Films, who actually believed in me and gave me a shot. Okay. Okay. This Everyone. may be the first time ever a guest yep. yeah. has, has requested shard outs. <laughs> and by the way, she has all the names written on her hand. But, by the way, I thought that was a that's tattoo. Yeah, yeah. The whole interview. I was like, oh, she has a tattoo on the palm of her hand. No, no it was the name. Sort of yeah. uh, and my all that's good digital folks. I can't forget that. Yeah, oh, one more shard out for the whole. All that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for stopping by. Thank Jerry, and nice to see you. Jerry Lynn Utter. (laughs) Check out the documentary now. We're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Jason Mews will be joining us and Paula Poundstone when we get back, so stay put. Thanks, The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Uh, while we're in commercial break, I was watching the <clears throat> YouTube stream live, and uh, so we play old clips when we're in commercial breaks and when music's playing, and right now they're showing the, I guess we call it the ground slob day, <laughs> and it was Gary Lauer <clears throat> being our groundhog, and it made me realize we have not heard from Gary in okay. quite some time. Yeah. That's actually true. And I think we need to put a wellness check for Gary. We have to do this every now and then. Okay. If it's yeah, been like, yeah. if it's been five or six months, which it kind of feels like it has been? Has it been that long? No, no, but I mean, any... well, if it's a couple of months, it's okay. I'm always like, need... I'm curious. It's like, Gary's like somebody um, if something were to happen, like would anyone contact us? We need to know. So we, yeah. have to, we have to call out um, for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it would so, give us peace of mind to know that he's okay. Yes. Let's just put that out there. Um, Steve said in this article, I want to mention this. We have Jason Muse coming up in like seven minutes or so. Uh, so we have a moment to uh, to mention a couple of things. Uh, but there is a, a woman who's on social media, and she's being praised, explaining how the burnt toast theory okay. can be a remedy for anxiety. Have you guys heard of this thing? No. Alright, it's yeah. all the rage. I hadn't either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ingrid, who is from Charlotte, North Carolina, took to TikTok to unravel the meaning behind the hypothesis which has which can have surprising benefits. She said the key was to believe that setbacks are just the universe, either saving us from something more detrimental or pushing us in the direction that we need to go in. And so the burnt, she she said this, and I'm quoting her, burnt, burnt toast theory is the idea that if you burn your toast before work and it adds five to ten minutes to your trip, it's actually saving you from something catastrophic. So it's not actually burning toast every day? No. Okay. No, you don't burn your toast. Right, right, day. right. It's, it's if just a, okay. if a house a, fire. If there's an inconvenience, you try to look at it. As possibly yeah. a benefit in your day rather than an inconvenience. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and you could simply state it that way without the burnt toast thing because it's my understanding that when you smell burnt toast, you're having a stroke. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a bad thing. So that I don't see the, the, the good way but out of that. She says, maybe it saves you from a car accident. Maybe saving me from someone who you don't want to run into. What if your worst nightmare is burnt toast? She said, but this is the idea that inconveniences in our lives or when something releases us in the universe, it's either saving us from something more detrimental or pushing us in the direction that we need to go. I will, I'll have that um, perspective from time to time. Uh, you know, and I, I can't think of any specifics, but when, as you're, you know, going through this and reading, I'm like, yeah, I will do that from time to time when something, uh, because you uh, have to, you want to look at like the, or else it's going to piss you off and it's going to put you in a bad mood. Yeah. So like, you have to look at the bright side of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So but, these are all standard concepts and she, they just yeah. frame it against burnt I mean, toast. I think it's a bunch of hooey, but it, and you, hokum. You, but you, if you use it to as a as a coping mechanism, I right. think it's okay. I don't really think that you know because the opposite could be could yeah. could be you miss something. Or, yeah. or uh, you know, your chance, your your moment that delayed you actually put you in the path right, right, of that right, right, car right. that right. was about to cross the street. <laughs> Should so. eat the damn Let's toast. You know? But it's a way of going, hey, maybe this is the way, maybe this is for the better. Maybe you think. Maybe, maybe, maybe something good comes from this. The problem is you'll never know what that no, is. No, no. Right, There's right. no way to ever know. No, which is why it's just a theory. And, you know, yeah. if it can get you through the day, you know, a little happier, not worried about the burnt toast all day. But <laughs> uh, if I'm running. What late, about runny eggs? Well, well, similar to this, if I'm running late, um, 
you know, instead of driving, I used to uh, drive like a lunatic to get where I was going and, you know, all of that. Instead of doing that, like my mom taught me this, just accept you're late. Like, yeah. You you did something. You're late. It is what it is. Yes. And, you, and now at this point, while you're driving, you're going to get there at a specific time. You're not going to get there at the time you were supposed to. So just accept it. Drive safe and get there. I've I've had that happen a few times where uh, like hitting massive traffic yes. or something like that and going, OK, this is now out of my control. Right. There is there is nothing I can do about this. I'm in this for the ride and I don't have to be happy about it. Yeah. But I don't need to try to force to change the the outcome, the outcome of this. Right. You know I just I mean? need to be there before Kathy so I can yell at her for being late. <laughs> yeah, for her <laughs> being it. late. That's all. Real quick, I'm going to break into this conversation and I want to go to Jim because uh, he's got something to say. Hey, Jim, good morning. You guys rock. Oh, appreciate that. What else you want to say, bud? Skinny dip. Skinny dip. Yeah. Jim is watching our live stream on YouTube because uh, the amazing Tina Marie is holding up a sign that says, call right now and say skinny dip and you win. And guess what, Jim? We are going to set you up tonight, by the way, in Atlantic City. Uh, you get to go to the Harris Pool after dark. You're going to see a screening of Vacation with our good friend Sarah, who's awesome to hang out with. And we'll set you up a complimentary food and beverage and an overnight stay at yeah. Harris. All right, my man? Thank you so much. You bet. Have fun. Let us know how it goes, okay? Got it. All right. And that's not the last one we have. Really? Money. Uh, Tina's like a, a sign ninja. Uh, she is. And so she was just hiding in the background yeah. with a sign that says call on now. So, uh, by the way, it's from 20th Century Studios and Hulu Vacation Friends 2 is going to be debuting on Friday. So do not miss out on that. John Cena. And he took this. Uh, the Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of people are in it. Yeah. So. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so that might be a good, going back to the burnt toast theory, yeah, yeah, quote, yeah. Unquote, burnt toast theory, it might be a way to have you pause, think about this thing that you have to deal with, and uh, it, it could and, easily and be you crapped out. yourself. A little less uh, anxiety, although crapping yourself could be quite a bit of, of anxiety. I get, you know what I really get uh, pissed off at regularly because, and, and it's stupid, and I've started to go to, to, to tell myself, look, this isn't a big deal. And it's really not a big deal. It's just an inconvenience. Is I will spill something. I'm in the pantry or whatever, and I'm, you know, let's say I'm pulling down uh, a box of elbow, is elbow macaroni, and it just goes <laughs> everywhere. And then you're like... Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. And, and it happens from, with pretty regularity for me. From the casual observer, it's just about the funniest thing. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Hilarious. But little things like that. And then if, if I tell myself, wait a minute, the physical effort that it takes to straighten this up is really not that big of a Someone deal. set me up. Yeah. <laughs> so who the hell <laughs> set me up? So who's been in the uh, pantry lately? But I try I try to remind myself, look, that, that bending down to pick this stuff up, yeah, is it really a pain in the ass? Not really it's it's pretty easy so don't worry about it there's some know? countries in the world where they don't they can't bend down yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Remember that. you got to remember that yeah. and uh and be thankful the fact that you can <laughs> bend, bend down, down and clean up macaroni off the floor i just uh i, I do i you know I, I tend to lose my crap over the small things like opening like opening a, ca- a cupboard and having something jump out and attack me like elbow pasta, you know, and, and I it's you're going to say like, like a raccoon. No, 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 no. And that's just the way I put it because every now and then, and it probably happens more often, uh, but like I'll open the refrigerator and 
something that somebody barely put back in ends up, you know, so jumping you're, you're, out at me. Oh, you had a seizure yeah. earlier, yeah. and I think a well-warranted seizure on, on you know, <laughs> there are things that you ask to be done sometimes. All right. yeah. yeah. So you're talking about someone else's ineptitude. Right. Mm-hmm. Has, uh, has... But yeah, it, it, I live in a up. house full of incredible hulks that break everything. The you know, I could just go through the amount of just like every single thing in uh, my refrigerator, like uh, shelves, um, faucets. Like I'm like, why? Why are you guys turning things Breathing. on with all of your might? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like, but like, and so it just those Didn't are the your son pull the mirror off the wall. Uh, yes, oh, that was yeah. great. Yeah, that yeah. was <laughs> that was a kid being a kid and not realizing. I mean, and, and honestly, in, in that situation, he could have died. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. He, he pulled a bathroom mirror off of the wall, and with it was a plunger. A gi- with a plunger, and it was yeah. a giant one. It was like five feet by by four feet. It was a really big, heavy thing. He could have died. So sure. I didn't actually get I mad mean, yeah, at that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, yeah, it sounds like the premise for a comedy routine, like a plunger to a you know the pulling it off the wall, right? But except that it's could be, could have been awful. Yeah. All right, well, listen, it's if it works for you, it's called the burnt toast theory. Try it today or you ignore could, it completely. You could use yeah. it, and, and maybe it's something you need. Uh, you know what else you might need? What a cruise? Yes, yes. Yeah. to the Bahamas. How sweet would that be? And. Add to that uh, the people of the Kevin Smith universe uh, joining you. Yes. Uh, because the Jay and Silent Bob Cruise Askew is coming up in February. Uh, and tickets are available at Jay and Silent Bob Cruise And to talk about that very thing, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Jason Mews to our show. Hey, man. Good morning. How you doing? We're good, brother. How are you? I'm very good. Very good. Excellent. All right. So, Jason, you you pretty good on cruises, man? Have you have you done a few in your lifetime? No, no, I actually have not done a cruise. <sighs> uh, but I'm excited to, to to experience it for the first time. You know, for years I thought about going on a cruise, but I I wasn't sure what to expect. But uh, this is like the perfect chance to experience it because again it's not just like me getting on a boat and not knowing what's going to happen for the the three four five days i'm going to be on it because you know with this cruise you got we're going to be doing podcasts uh i'm going to be doing my stand-up comedy uh jamie's and his amazing stories and there's going to be other comedians doing shows we have our movies pop up kevin's uh kevin smith's bringing a bunch of stuff and putting like a museum together uh we're going to be doing a 90s prom we're going to be doing uh casino tournaments uh, this, this is sensational. I, yeah, we, we, yeah. We, so so we talk about like a lot of times there's, uh, the, you know, like a, this is, the Kiss Cruise, for example, or yeah. there's something that you're into. There's no better way yeah. to absorb it. But I mean, I was looking at, you know, compared to other cruises and other things that other artists or comedians or whatever put together, looking at the list of what you guys have planned for this, this is as immersive. And I know, I know. Kevin's going to be, you know, uh, thrilled and all over the place on this as as will you. But you guys cover everything for any fan of the Kevin Smith universe. Yeah, we're trying, man. We're trying. It's true. I, I again, I think it'll be a great. 
there'll be stuff happening nonstop because again we have music and there's the the comedy going on and and autograph sessions and meet and greets. Uh, so yeah, I'm hoping you know like we really tried that we month, a, a while ago we were started thinking about like what can we do if we're on the cruise we're gonna be on a boat for three days which is already gonna be cool because we're going to Miami to, to to the Bahamas but like on that that. On the ocean while we're chilling, we're gonna be. There's gonna be so much to do: music, podcasts, uh, you know, yeah. a little bit of this, proming. Uh, so I'm excited about it, and and I think it'll be fun. And and yeah, like uh, you know, Jason Lee will be there, Ethan Supley, myself, Kevin. Uh, so I think you know we'll be walking around having fun and, and lots of different things to do. So you have Brian O'Halloran, you have uh, uh, Ralph Garman, you have everybody involved with that. There's going to be oh, a, yeah. an on ship. Movies at yeah. sea, which, which is. By the way, uh, have you reached your level of? I mean, um, how much? Uh, how much movies food have you eaten over the years? You know, it, <laughs> you know, it's whenever we have the pop ups. You know, I gotta get some of it because it is some good stuff. Like the the tater tots. Well, they're called hater tots because <laughs> you know anyone who doesn't know what it is. Kevin had to come up with a, a restaurant that you know fake re- Right. Excuse me, restaurant in the movies. So we came up with movies, the cow. And so we came up with all these silly names for the food and stuff, you know. So I began, but they're, it's good. It's like, especially the tater tots are really good. And the, the chicken sandwich, <laughs> the burger. Um, so again, I would say definitely like we've been at San Diego Comic Con the last couple of years. So, you know, I stuck my face for the, the three, four days I've been there. So usually um, as, as long as the pop-ups open... I'm usually there at least a few days, you know. Yeah, well, you got... Eating, eating my face. Stuff you, in my face. You mentioned bands. You have Soul Asylum. You have... Uh, and you're also... What I think is really cool is you're going to do script readings for Clerks 3 and Mallrats. Yes, yes. It'll be... Fun. Every time we do it, because we got Brian and Jeff, the whole cast technically will be there. Um, so it'll be fun, you know. It's, and it's like the, it's the unreleased version. So people... Because, you know, Kevin wrote the script and then had sent it to Jeff and, like, I forget, something occurred that pushed it, I think it was during COVID, and then he started rewriting it, and Jeff and him, like, Jeff was like, hey, this is great, but, and I, and I believe they started doing some rewrites. So, yeah, this is something that a lot of people That's haven't cool. got to, to uh, hear or see. They saw their version that came out, Clerks 3, but they never got to read the original script, and it was there was a lot of different, you know, ups and downs with, with the script, that script. So great. it'll be fun, man, because... Again, there'll be definitely many, many things to do uh, while we're on the boat. Um, and, and again, not to mention, like, just hanging out with, with a bunch of different people. So hey, it, it'll be awesome. Jason, we've had, uh, Kevin's been on so many times, too many times to count on our show throughout the years. And, you know, we've had to ask him so many questions about the movies. But I've wanted to ask you, you know, when, when you guys first did Clerks, in your wildest dreams, did you ever believe that? <laughs> Now, this many years later, you would still be doing events focused around this and that you guys were still as close as you have been all these years. Definitely not. You know, you know, we did the when we when we did clerks, you know, I was 17. I just graduated high school and I was working 
putting roofs on houses. I was working a, a, more, a job every day. And we'd film at night. And Kevin's like, I wrote this script. And I wrote a character for you based on you. And, and we, uh, you know, and I didn't think anything of it. I was like, all right, sure. And we went, we filmed at night. And then I'd work every day. And when we were done, even more so, I didn't think anything of it. Because I didn't know, like, hey, this is my plan. He never sat down and said, hey, this can go. We're going to be going to film submit to film festivals and there's a chance someone could buy this and like it and see it and then put it out in theaters i just thought he was going to put it together and like a few people would see it and, and that was the process mm. and then all of a sudden even after it got bought and and i knew that you know it got bought by miramax from sundance film festival he told me that and i was like oh that's cool I just felt like, oh, he got his money back, and a few people at the festival, <laughs> you know, a few people yeah. at the festival are going to see it, and that's that. It really wasn't. Even at the then, oh, he was like, "We're doing." I got a three picture deer, and we're doing mall rats, and I wrote our characters in again. It really wasn't. Even after that, I didn't think anything of it because. You know, after Mallrats came out, it didn't do that great in the in the theaters. But then when the DVD came out, that's when it started grabbing traction. Yeah. And then chasing, then we filmed Chasing Amy, and he put me in one of those scenes. And by the time Chasing Amy came out, people started seeing. They were like, "We saw Clerks, we saw Mallrats, we saw Chasing Amy." And that's when I started being like, "Wow, like people are really seeing this." And it's and, it's and, it's it's freaking crazy because you know we're yeah. massive fans, and and then you have what what I love is seeing so. Celebrities, like like movie stars of a certain caliber, freak out when mm-hmm. they see you and Kevin together because yeah. you guys have become such a you know an iconic part of pop culture. And and if you stop and think about it, years ago, obviously you had your your issues and, and you know with your your health and and uh, and and you oh, yeah. you got yourself up right. Here you are doing better than ever. Kevin is like a, a cross-country hiker now, uh, you know, got past a heart attack. There'd be no way you could have predicted that. Mm-mm. No, definitely, again, definitely not. It, it, it never never dreamt that we'd be doing not only that, like we have our comic book store. It's been over 25 years. We've been we've toured with the podcast. Now we're doing the cruise. Um, I got two kids, which I never thought I'd have. I was 40 when I had my first kid and I remember my 40th birthday was coming up and I told my wife I was like wow I'm 40 like I guess I'm not gonna ever have kids and she's like well let's try and we tried and we have a I have a daughter who's eight years old um and I have a son now who's six months old and and never in my wildest dreams did I think that I'd have two kids a wife and and Kevin and I would be doing a cruise coming up and and I stream on Twitch if anyone gets a chance, twitch.tv forward slash jmuse. I stream every day. I play video games. I, I do Q&As and stuff on there, and it's been a blast. And I do my stand-up, jmuse, and his amusing stories, um, which I, I tell stories about when Kevin and I met. And, and uh, you know, so I tell some funny stories about when I was using drugs because I can laugh about it now because right. it's been 13 years, you know. Um, even though it's, it wasn't funny then, but it's funny now. Um, you know, like the time I set my couch on fire uh, because we had no power or electric. This girl I was dating, we, we had no money because we used it all on all the drugs. We were getting evicted. We had no heat, no electric. We were using candles to see at nighttime. It's Christmas, and we both fall asleep because we were using, and we wake up, and our couch is on fire. The candles set the couch on fire, and I'm like, oh, my God, the couch is on fire. I wake her up, and I was too lazy to go upstairs to the only bathroom in the apartment, and so I would pee in 
in a bucket. Oh, oh my God. God. grab was a bucket of piss. I threw the piss all over the couch to, set, to try to put out the fire. Yeah. I mean, you... you, oh you, you not funny. <laughs> you've, hung, you've hung a complete 180. I mean, honestly, we could not be happier for you because, yeah. uh, you, you know, it's just great to see where you've gotten to where Kevin Kevin Smith has gotten to. And, and this cruise, if people are interested, they can go to Jay and Silent Bob com. And by the way, you had mentioned doing a, a stand-up comedy. Uh, real quick, we're going to transition into another interview, and I know you have to go, Jason, uh, but she wants to say hi to you real quick, and I guess you guys know each other, but uh, we have Paula Poundstone, which yes. hopefully... Paula, can you, uh, can you hear us? Can you say hi to Jason? I do. Jason, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. So good to hear from you. Um, uh, yes, we know each other from a long time ago. And it's so funny. I just saw you. I was watching a, a show and you were in the show. And I was like, oh, there she is. I haven't seen her forever. But I hope you're doing good. It's great to hear from you. <laughs> I'm doing well. I, I am so happy. I can't, I can't believe you have... Kids and a wife and a and a couch without pee on. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's fantastic! Congratulations. Uh, all right, Jason, we Thank we will you. catch Great up to with hear you. From you. Yes. And uh, and good luck with it. We'll we'll make sure we hit the cruise again for everybody to know. We'll talk to you soon. All right, my man. Yes, please. Right. Thank e- you. Thank hey. you. Have a great day, everyone. All right. Yes. See you, Jason. Email me Thank sometime. You oh, she hey, wants she, you to email yeah. her. All right. Absolutely. All right, Jason Muse, guys. Yeah. And now Paula Poundstone. Hey. Hi there, Paula. <laughs> oh wait, no. I'm sorry. I, I turned down the wrong audio. Oh, Jason was still there. <laughs> I, I, turned, I still had Jason on. Now we can hear you. Sorry about that, Paula. Hi there. People get us confused. It's the legs. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's, it's um, so similar. Um, it's uh, uh, that's a big blast from my past. Hey, you guys. Good morning. It's good, good morning. To see you. I, we, you know what? We were we were talking to somebody here a little while ago that's worked with you, a video crew that was here earlier, and they said that you were a little uh, technologically challenged. And I know that now because you are sideways on our monitor. Because <laughs> right you know what's funny? You're sideways on mine. No. <laughs> and yet I'm the right, right way. way. Well, then, really, there's no, in this sort of universe, who can judge which one is right? Oh my. Well, that's exactly my feeling. And it's so important that we come together, whether we're sideways or, or, or yeah. right side up. All of See, Paul, this oh. is a metaphor for the country right now. <laughs> we, we had a, a great interview last time with you, and I, I saw a cattail off to the side of the table. Uh, and, yes. and and we love that your animals always make an appearance in the uh, in the videos. There was a topic of discussion. How many how many pets do you have right now? How many animals? I have ten cats and two big dogs. Okay, oh, you're you're, oh. you're you're doing the the groundwork. You're you're you you're, you walk the walk. I well, I do. I uh, you know, I gotta tell you, a lot of people are judgmental. Uh, Not me. You, know, you could have you could have ten dogs and nobody would look sideways <laughs> at you, but have ten cats yeah. and oh, you crazy cat lady. I you know, first of all, I'm not a crazy cat lady because. I have two dogs. Yes. That's yeah. why I got them. <laughs> right. Uh, because now that makes me an animal lover. But a lot of people do, uh, they, have, they talk to me sort of dripping with judgment. They'll go, how did you get 10 cats? I can tell you exactly <laughs> how I got 10 cats. 
which is I had eight and I got two more. Oh, okay. That's how you <laughs> make sense. Yeah, yeah. There's no denying the math on that. So I, I have no. to ask you, we have we have eight, we, we have we lost uh, uh, two, you know, over the past year and a half and are older and we, we love them dearly. And But we have, in our house currently, we have 13 cat boxes, you wow. know, because you, you want to give them many options and we change them uh, twice a day. Now, Kathy has come into our house and says she can't detect odor or anything at all. I, like, I really don't know how he does it with 13 cat boxes how, and it doesn't smell. How good is your cat box game, Paula? Mm-hmm. Well, how many cats do you have that you have 13 cat Eight. boxes? So, so the, 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 the remnants oh. of the additional cats that pass, so we still have the 13 that we keep active for them. Oh, rather, God, yeah. rather than throw them off. Um... Yeah. Well, we have no, uh, not no. You can tell I have cats. I have, uh, it's like I don't care. You, I have, you know, I'll tell you something. I don't have that many cat boxes in case my couch catches on fire. <laughs> I want it already to have been peed on. Right. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, I have six litter boxes. And ten cats, and I sift three times a day. That's a that's okay. like a word problem from from middle school or something. Uh, no, it is because we do we do we have thirteen, and we do it twice a day. So I think if you crunch the numbers, that that kind of works out, right? Yeah, it yeah. sounds like I have more fun than you do <laughs> because I get that third sift in, and boy, is that a happy time! You no, know, I was talking to an audience the other night, and I asked if there were any veterinarians in the room. Somebody raised their hand, and I talked to them for a sec. I said, "You know, my vet will say to me like, if I take a cat in for something, they'll say, well, we we need a stool sample.' Oh yeah, and I go, you know, love- not possible. I have ten cats. How do I know who and Thank you. Yes. The lady said to me, when we have that issue with someone who's a a multiple cat owner, um, we have them feed the cats crayons. (gasps) What? Oh. So you get the color? Yep. Yes. Smart. I thought that was the funniest damn thing I'd ever heard. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that for in order to identify a cat. I'm just going to do that in order to beautify the litter box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, and by the way, that means I have to get the big box of crayons. I, uh, um, so uh, we're talking burnt sienna, uh, you know. Uh, oh, the the yeah. cool colors. Red. Do you know what I ended up doing after a while? I got, uh, we just because you, you raised the exact point is how I know you're absolutely a practice cat owner. That notion that you're going to isolate a urine sample or whatever oh. is oh, lack. And I and I, I think you've probably gotten to this point as well, where you just look at the vet and they say, now, if you could do this and just separate them and make sure they get this kind of food. And then you say, OK, right. now now come into the real world and tell me how I do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, my cats don't get they don't get separate food. I OK, I did have a cat that for a little while I thought the other cats were bullying her because she had all these scabs on her head. Right. And so I put her in the bathroom in my bedroom and I don't allow cats in my bedroom. I just wanted one place with no cat fur. Um, (laughs) And uh, it didn't work. But So I put a cat in my bathroom and then eventually she, I don't know, she just seemed to get used to it there. So we left her there and then we let her stay in my bedroom. So for the longest time, I had one cat that lived in this one part of my house. And as it happens, right around that time, um, I saw a video about 
Mickey Dolan's, right. or maybe he had posted it about about him and um, Mike Nesmith. And I realized, oh my gosh, you know, Mickey Dolan's is the last living uh, monkey. monkey. Yeah, and uh, so. It caused me to reach out to him on Twitter. We met once a thousand years ago, but I don't know that he would remember. Um, but I reached out to him on Twitter, just, you know, and I said, just checking in to see how you are. And uh, since then, we have these Twitter exchanges. And during the getting to know you period, I said to him, do you have any pets? And he said, and all this is just via Twitter. Yeah. And he said, no, no, I travel too much to have pets. So I said, I tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to give you my cat Wednesday, but I'll take care of her for you here. (laughs) And so so I send him pictures of Wednesday every so often. Oh, my God. That's great. That's great. Mickey Dolan says he loves having a cat. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the way to do it. Uh, Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Honestly. Yeah. That's um, that's Um, how I would like to have grandchildren. Uh, <laughs> if, if people are just tuning in, it's Paula Poundstone who's going to be at uh, Sellersville Theater on Saturday, 8 o'clock and you can get tickets at uh, TS94.com. Paula, I wanted to ask you, this is an off-the-wall, out-of-nowhere question, but as we were getting set for the interview, um, I said your name out loud and I'm like, I said your last name out loud, Poundstone. And is that your given name or is that a stage name? Jesus, who would make that up? <laughs> okay, that's uh, what is what is the yeah. der- have you looked up the derivation of that name and what the the pounding of stone where that would have come from? What were they pounding on stone uh, to to get uh, that you know, name? I always thought you know because of the old notion. Remember, like that that the, the, like. Back when the Stooges were on, my my uh, the three Stooges who yes. I love um, dearly, yeah. yeah there, there there was that there was that. I don't know if this was ever true, but there was a notion that um, uh, 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 prisoners in jail broke rocks. Right, mm-hmm. they'd say working on the rock pile. So I always assumed. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, I'm allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that my we're all criminals. Um, oh but uh, no, you know what? My understanding is that, it, first of all, it's a German name. Um, uh, uh, generations ago, it was Fundenstein, I believe. Okay. Not within my lifetime. Um, but uh, uh, I think there are two English measurements of weight. A pound oh, and stone. A pound. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. That does make there sense. Because I was thinking so maybe which, they were like beating, you know, I don't know. My convicts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. that makes sense. Pound and stone. Okay. Oh, although I got to tell you, it wasn't a good name to go through, you know, elementary school with. Sure. Uh, every day of my life, either Steve Michaels or Tommy Haber came over and said, Poundstone, Poundstone. <laughs> and he you on the head. head. Oh. Yeah. You can't have I that. I used to say to them, my, how clever. Surely you'll be writers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that cat allergy. Stuck right in my throat. <laughs> Do you ever one day fear, it's, my wife and I talk about this often, that just by simple, simply being in proximity that we ourselves will spit up a hairball from the, from the animals. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm fairly certain. You know what's frustrating? <laughs> Just the other day I was brushing uh, my animals, and there's something about cats that is so weird. When you get like a pile of fur from brushing them, 
they come over and roll in that pile of fur as if they're trying to put it back on. <laughs> yes. I'm like, you know, I'm doing you the favor. I'm taking yes. this off of you so it's not so bloody hot. Uh, yeah, um, I, I wanted to ask you, Paul, because I, I, I've been a uh, you know fan of your, uh, your 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 comedy, your writing for the longest time. Just uh, very smart you. stuff, and just and and you were one of like an early inspiration. I'd see you on uh, shows. Uh, who 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 incited you? Who um, made you consider uh, a comedy? Who who uh, who is your muse, so to speak? Well, I wanted to be uh, a, I wanted to be a comic performer. I wanted to be a comic actress. When I was, um, and I'm, and I'm not, by the way, uh, I, when I was a kid, I was the youngest in my family. Well, that was always true, whether I was a kid or not. Right. I was the youngest in my, it doesn't, you can't read it. It doesn't change. No, no. no, it's, it's uh, it keeps a pace. Um, I was the youngest in my family. My mother used to get the other kids off to school and then she would go back to bed. And I was just sort of, you know left to wander. Um, this is prior to being school age. Uh, you know, it's not like I was wandering in terribly dangerous circumstances. It was a small town in Massachusetts. But, <laughs> right. um, but you know, oftentimes I would end up in front of the television. And in the morning, um, uh, was the Three Stooges would be on. Yeah. And uh, I Love Lucy was on in syndication. And... Uh, uh, so I've always felt that the Three Stooges and I Love Lucy were my babysitters uh -huh. when I was growing up. Um, and I think it was because of that, really, that I wanted to be a comic performer. I was a, a, a loved, obviously, uh, Lucille Ball. And uh, and then as I got older, um, uh, uh, Lily Tomlin and Gilda Radner and Mary Tyler Moore and Carol Burnett. I missed all of that by a country mile, by the way, but um, I stumbled into stand up and that's uh, that's fun, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you obviously excel. Who, who in, in this? Was there anybody? Obviously, you're talking about a lot of, 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 of very accomplished comedic actresses and uh, who, who in the stand up world was um, somebody you, you aspired to be? Well, I I didn't originally know a lot of stand-ups. I um, my parents had all the Bill Cosby albums, yeah. and uh, I don't think I want to go camping with them. But I <laughs> still think those the albums are, are brilliant. No, yeah, um, you're right. Uh, uh, that was and that was probably the first quote unquote stand-up that I was familiar with. Um, you know, back then, of course, uh, people have forgotten, but you know, there were three television channels and you didn't, uh, and they, and they went off the air at like one thirty in the morning out of some cruel trick. Uh, do you remember watching television at like one thirty in the morning when the, when the, Sure. When it, the words we've come to the end of our yes, and they, I remember they, they would and they would play show a like like anthem. yeah, and they it's played the national anthem. The flag would be there, or or they, they oh. I remember they'd have footage of somebody like uh, you know shutting off the lights and putting yes. the cat out or whatever, yep. and and literally that's why President and I talk about this often. Years ago, the Jerry Lewis telethon all through the night was like uh, you oh, know on Labor Day, which are coming up. That. It was like oh, it's you oh stay up all night and watch. You know, it was just crazy. I never thought yeah. about that. What, like how weird that that was. Yeah, you know, um, well, my my kids and I were our big uh, Harry Potter fans, and uh, uh, I, I try to explain to them uh, what it was like 
when you were watching TV in the middle of the night and all of a sudden those words came up on the screen. We've come to the end of our broadcasting day. It was like it was, uh, it was like a descent into hell. <laughs> it was so depressing and so lonely and so it was like your heart was folding in on itself. I say to my kids and go, it's like when the Dementors came in Harry Potter. Maybe I was a little too into television. No, That's a possibility. You're right. There was a time in my life, you know, obviously as, as cable channels started to come on, it would be more difficult, where I could recite the TV guide shows. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sh- right? And it was kind yeah. of, I, I, I prided myself on that. But you're right. In fact, talking about that loneliness that, that you've been abandoned by the TV channel you're watching. There In yeah. New York, there was a channel that would play America's song, uh, Lonely People, at the end. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's just oh, rubbing salt in the wound. Oh, that's cruel. That's <laughs> cruel. If I were to try to equate it to something you know, nowadays, you know, when there's a, you know, a thousand channels, although I will say there's a time of night where you're watching along just fine. And then, uh, and then the programming changes so that all you can find, no matter how much you flip around is stuff like, um, uh, uh, you, you know, uh, it shows uh, infomercial shows like dealing with inflammation. Right. Uh, not not really. A, not even not the really good a, infomercials. Uh, just a, yeah. Yeah, not even not destination television, really. Uh, but yeah. if I were to try to <laughs> equate it to something nowadays, I would say that it was when 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 Rachel Maddow went to only four only one night a week. That. <laughs> That tore you up. That was a hellish transition for for which I may never forgive her. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, as much as I like her, I feel like, you know, that's just cruel. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I don't care. Get back on that show five nights a week. When I was a kid, instead of the, our local station signing off, it did this really weird thing, Paula, where it had a panning camera, and oh. it would go back and forth, and it would show you this series of dials it had, time, temperature, humidity, <laughs> barometer, and it would just go back and forth all night long. It was black and white. Depressing. And the bizarre oh. thing is we would sit That's there horrible. and watch it. You would watch it. Because there was That's nothing wh- else going on. Oh, yeah, watch on. it. Oh, my God. And, you know, last thing you want to do is be reminded of the humidity in the middle. Yes, <laughs> you don't need to know that. <laughs> By the way, I'm from I'm from Massachusetts, uh, and so you know, so I grew up with humidity. But it's not some. Now I've I've lived for the last I don't know thirty something years, forty years or something in Santa Monica, California, mm. and uh, we don't have humidity here. No. <laughs> Until last week. <laughs> yes, you had Hurricane Hillary. That's right. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, Santa Monica didn't really get hit hard. We had heavy rains and, you know, some tree branches kind of stuff. We didn't have high winds, um, but we did develop for the first time, I think, in the history of Santa Monica. They had the humidity. Every surface in my house, and we don't, we don't, I, I live at Old House. Uh, we don't air condition. Every surface in my house feels like the adhesive strip on a business envelope. <laughs> That's how our studio was last summer, Paula. It was bizarre. Everything was was buckling and yeah. and and uh, everything was sweating. It was horrible. 
Yeah, we yeah. have uh, this like faux stuff that uh, the I guess the the humidity had taken the adhesive out, and so all of the the faux uh, surface was just coming undone. And I don't, uh, you can't probably see it, but uh, it, but just oh, out you of mean nowhere. like all the all the sound baffling? Stuff? Yeah, a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so you guys became the old hee-haw set? <laughs> <laughs> Not as high tech. <laughs> I used to, God, you're bringing up so many wild memories, hee-haw. I used, I used to watch hee-haw on Saturday evenings, uh, you know, because again, you talk about there wasn't anything else on and you ended up watching these shows that became, you yeah. know, a ritual. So, okay, um, but the other thing was, and I, I tell this to young people all the time, Okay. The, uh, not only did we only have three channels, but there were no remote controls. <laughs> and so um, a lot of times we were too lazy to get up and change the channel. So we just watched stuff we didn't even like. Yep. You know what? That- it- you're right. What you know? What's really pathetic is that even now in this day and age, if I have, and I'm sure you know this, you have a cat sitting on your lap and the remote is uh, across the room, you won't go get it. So, so uh, you yeah. know, and that's how you end up watching The Bachelor. Well, you know what? I, and I will say because, and I know that you travel obviously a lot for your job, but I I run into the same uh, situation now. When I'm at a hotel, because I don't know the channels at the hotel, <laughs> and whatever, yeah. like I'll I'll just turn the TV on, yeah, and I'll just click the remote, and, and I'll end up like I don't watch the History Channel at home, but like <laughs> at a hotel, that'll be on the entire stay. You, you go exploring, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't get cable at at, at home. Uh, I watch most things on DVD, <laughs> uh, which is great because I watch what I wanted to watch, and I watch it without commercials. But I have to say, when I get to a hotel. I do grab that remote control <laughs> and start that long that long walk around their channels. And I have no idea how many channels they get or what channels they get. Right. So every time I come to a show, like I'll come to MASH, you yeah. know, and I love MASH. But I'm like, OK, I've seen everyone a million times. Uh, should I stop on MASH? Uh, or hey, what if I keep going and I don't find anything better than that, and then yes. I can't get back? To it's, let's make a deal, TV. It's it's gambling. It yeah. is. It's a yeah. form of gambling. Absolutely, my heart starts pounding and my palms get sweaty. It, it is absolutely a form of gambling. Well, uh, always an option, of course, is your is your podcast. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone podcast, which you've done. Excellent option. Yes, a couple of hundred episodes at this point now, right? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. We, we have two, two. We just taped two sixty eight yesterday. I, I think. Explain to people um, what what it is because I love what you're doing. It's uh, well, it's a comedy podcast with uh, we have uh, most episodes we we. Uh, we interview someone with real information to share on a real topic, but we do it in a in a comedic way. Right. It's, okay. You know, I I feel like <laughs> I, there should be. I've never come up with a good explanation for our podcast. I will say this: there are some episodes where we don't interview anybody, but rather we review a movie. Um, this happens every so often, uh, which is. <laughs> So say there's a movie coming out, like, let me think, uh, Not last summer it was Bullet Train right. with Brad Pitt. Well, we don't get advanced copies of movies, we're just a podcast. And so uh, what we do is when there's a new movie coming out, 
we review a movie that's barely tangentially related <laughs> to tell people if they should watch Bullet Train. We watched Titanic because it's both their transportation films. Yeah, there's a correlation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when so, Men in Black Three was coming out, we reviewed a Smurf movie because <laughs> it's Men in Blue. It's uh, this is very helpful. I yes, think, to the, uh, yeah, to it's a different way to approach it. You got to break yeah. from the pack. We love it. Yeah, yeah. You know when when you and I were growing up, uh, uh, and again, I tell this to young people all the time. I say we had in elementary school, we had a. Uh, um, some instruction on something called science. This is a long time ago. And uh, one of the things that they would tell us is that uh, we were mammals. Yeah. And uh, they'd say, how do you, you know, this is how mammals were defined. We have fur, we breathe oxygen, we don't eat our young, we give birth to something that's, you know, formed, not in an egg. And, uh, and, and then they would say, okay, but we're human beings and this is how, this is the difference between us and the rest of the mammals is that we use tools and we reason. And then, of course, along came the great Jane Goodall, who proved that although we may be the most arrogant species, we are not the only species who use tools. The, you know, the film yeah. of, of the chimpanzee sticking the stick down the hole and eating the ants off. Of it. Well, that's a tool. Um, so they changed that. They don't say that anymore. And then the thing about reasoning, well, that just became embarrassing after a while, so they just stopped saying it. <laughs> now they say um, that what separates us from the rest of the mammals is that we have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one delineation is that yeah. we There's have There's been podcasts. no proof of animal podcasts uh, as of yet. That's a salient. Not, not yet. Yeah, okay. I think yeah. that's, that's a very, that's a, that's a lucid observation. We'll watch yeah. the next step in evolution and yeah. see what happens. Human so. beings have podcasts. That's <laughs> just <laughs> a fact. All right. Well, listen, Paula, we got to wrap, but uh, we will remind people of your, uh, of your podcast, which is the Thank Nobody you. Listens to Paula Poundstone podcast. And and where am I going to be? You're going to be at Sellersville <laughs> Theater on Saturday. The show is at 8 p.m. And tickets are available at st94.com for those who would like to go see Paula. Which, uh, judging by our text messages, there are a lot of people who want to come see you. So it should I be a great show. I love it at that theater. I can't wait to be there. It's and by theater. the way, always happy to be back in Wawa country. Ah, <laughs> yes. Now you're speaking yes. our language. <laughs> All right, Paula, we love you. Thank you so much. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, guys. Take right. care. You too. Paula yeah. Poundstone. Love her. Uh, she's great. All right. With that, we are going to take a quick break and come back in a second. We've got some bizarre file stories on the way, so hang out. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Shine Down, Billy Idol, and maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. And if you want to join them on stage, submit a video of your best performance at WMMR.com. We'll post the best ones and let the votes decide. Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks, and join us September 16th. At Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 933 WMMR. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Pro Team Collision and Sequoia Outback. 
Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, B-File, let's get right into it. I got <laughs> stories aplenty, and we'll start with this one. A man is facing charges after state police say he attacked a teenager who didn't make him a sandwich. Where's my sandwich? <laughs> state police say the attack happened in New Salem, and Justin Jellitz was allegedly responsible for the attack. Police say Jellitz punched the boy in the face and hit wow. his head on the wall several times, and when troopers asked Jellitz what his name was, when they were responding, he told them he was the Uniontown Ninja. Oh, man. Jealous faces simple assault and harassment charges. You just make the Uniontown Ninja his sandwich? We learn from our mistakes. <laughs> All right, uh, this is pretty wild. A teenager died in a crash after fleeing from police in Belchertown, wherever that is. Belchertown on Sunday night. Uh, tr- uh. <laughs> Troopers tried to uh, stop. We're in Belcher now. A car, but the vehicle sped away. The vehicle was being operated erratically and failed to stay within marked lanes. The driver, a 19-year-old New Hampshire man, ran a red light at the intersection and crashed into a mulch bed. And the car became airborne. The vehicle hit a rock, a large tree, and a light post before striking the front end of a Jeep Wrangler that was parked at the driveway. But more happened. So the car's engine block was launched out of the the compartment. Wow. And crashed through a nearby home and landed in... Inside the house on the second floor. Whoa! Isn't that insane? Ah, uh, can you come here? Donna Sims said... There's an engine in the toilet. Listen to this. Donna Sims, the homeowner, said, and I kid you not, engine's still upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> they got to get it out. Uh, the front end of the That's vehicle... That's the most action we've had in this house in quite a while. Uh, the front end of the vehicle then struck the exterior of the house on the first floor, leaving gaping holes in two levels of the building. Sims said that her mother had left the first floor... I'm sorry, had yeah left the first floor room the vehicle crashed into just minutes before the collision. Uh, she was said... She said, quote, was just looking at the hole in the wall, staring in disbelief. Well, ain't that the damnedest thing? The driver, who was ejected from the car, was pronounced dead at the scene and remains under investigation whether the driver was impaired. But troopers found multiple empty beer cans inside and outside the crash vehicle, as well as a fake Vermont driver's license. Two aircraft collided mid-air, leaving one chopped in half before it crashed to the ground. This was in England. The two gliders. So these were non-powered aircraft. Right. I've always wanted to fly in a glider. Me too. They smashed into each other in the skies above Melton Mowbray uh, Lechtenstein. One of the gliders crashed Ah! yards from a housing estate. Uh, Witness David Leach told the BBC, I came out and we just looked up, watching them circle right above us. Then all of a sudden there was a mighty bang. It's a rather cacophonous sound. He said, I think the end of the wing of one clipped the back end of one glider, chopping its tail end off. At least that's what I think. And one of them just came crashing down like a rocket. No details of injuries have been released. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. Another local said that the pilot of one of the gliders walked across the field before knocking on her door. I say. She said uh, <laughs> the unhurt pilot was very shaken and concerned about the other pilot. Uh, police said that cops had scrambled to the crash site along with firefighters and an ambulance crew. But I didn't hear any word of any 
you know, uh, fatalities you, or anything. You, you like. usually don't hear about glider accidents. No, never. I mean the whole purpose of them is that you're 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 soaring on the wind up there alone, soaring. Yes. <laughs> By the way, when I flew back, I went to Florida this past weekend, and I always get I try to get a window seat because I I like to look out yeah. at, the, at the sights and everything. And I saw on my way back. Four other aircraft that I thought came too damn close yeah, to our yeah. aircraft, either flying underneath or direct the other way. Were you were you close to the airport? No, this okay. is this is a cruising. I altitude. don't like that. Like you know, an hour into the flight, and I'm like, well, it's kind of cool to see. Did uh-huh. you hear the pilot hit the horn? Freaky as well. No, you know what? That's why they veered out of the way. All right, a judge uh, knows what music he likes, but not how to manage his TikTok account. On Friday, Judge Gary N. Wilcox issued a 21-page verified answer to a five-page complaint filed against him by the Advisory Committee on Judicial Conduct on July 1st. What did Judge Gary do? The complaint by disciplinary counsel Maureen Bauman charged Wilcox with violating three judicial conduct canons oh. by post... By posting some 40 videos of himself under an assumed name on TikTok and lip sync, lip syncing questionable song lyrics in questionable attire and or surrounding. And so there's a judge doing one of these TikTok dance videos? Yeah, so while Wilcox concedes his behavior was questionable and inappropriate, he contends the whole affair could have been avoided if someone had contacted him when he allegedly uh, was first recognized on TikTok in March of 2021. I uh, blame it on the people who didn't inform me that they were seeing me shake my booty. He states in the document he did not know the significance of what the what public meant in TikTok's posting content. Well, you think you want to learn that? Uh, Wilcox believed that the setting allowed viewing beyond himself to include family, friends, and people who sought to connect with him. I'm still trying to figure out my OnlyFans account. Who he permitted. He never intended for the posting to be seen by the public at large, but only later changed the designation for his videos to friends only or followers only. I met a lovely young fellow on J-Date. Under the fictitious name Sal Tor, uh, Tortorella. Oh, that was his name. Yeah, Wilcox posted videos uh, playing background music or lip-syncing lyrics from songs such as Get Down by Nas, <laughs> Sure Thing by Miguel, and Touch It by wow. Busta Rhymes. The complaint states that in at least 11 of the videos, uh, his appearance brought disrepute to the judiciary. <laughs> he filmed himself in some of the videos. I was reputing all over the walls. In chambers <laughs> or the courthouse wearing judicial robes or partially dressing, dressed lying in bed. Uh, How did, he did not think that would come around to bite him but, in the ass. But honestly, who, think, who cares? He didn't think the public was looking at yeah. it. Well, Casey, because there are codes that you have to follow. There's the code of judicial conduct. Yeah. And so rule number 1.1, canon rule number 1.1, requires judges to observe high standards of conduct so that the integrity and independence of the judiciary may be preserved. Canon 2, rule 2.1, requires judges to avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety and to act at all times in a manner that promotes public confidence in the integrity and impartiality of the judiciary. And canon 5, rule 5.1, I submit to you, requires judges to conduct their extrajudicial activities in a manner... They would not cast reasonable doubt on the judge's capacity to act impartially as a judge, demean the judicial office, or interfere with the proper performance of judicial duties. Hallelujah!
Hallelujah. Bottom line is, if you're a judge, you can't have fun in public. Yeah. That's okay. it. Pretty much it. Right. And then you have to take on that responsibility when you're the judge. And there you go. You can still felch. That is <laughs> <laughs> not on film. Don't video. Mm-hmm. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File. All right. We go now to Ooh. Lisa. Lisa? Lisa is calling in. Hi there, Lisa. Hi. Good morning, you guys rock. Oh. We love you, Lisa. What is it you wanted to say to us? I wanted to say pineapple. And that is a winner! That is correct. So, you may not understand, but Lisa, you were watching our uh, video stream on YouTube, right? Correct. And what did you see? I saw your beautiful Tina. Yes, Tina Marie, yes. And she was holding up a sign that said to call in and say pineapple. And, and therefore, did she did it. She was the first person to do it. And you're going to do it again. And now she's getting, uh, she's going to the screening of Vacation Friends 2 at Harris Pool after dark. It's tonight. Sarah's hosting it. Complimentary food and beverage for you. And Lisa, an overnight stay at Harris for you, too. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. We hope you have a great time. Yeah, have a great time. Hang on. We'll get all the information. It is from 20th Century Studios and Hulu Vacation Friends 2. Stars Lil Ray Howery and Yvonne Orji and John Cena and Meredith Hagner and Steve Buscemi. It picks up a few months after the end of Vacation Friends and it begins screaming on Hulu on Friday, August 25th. Give some love to Tina Marie. Come over here, Tina Marie. Come here. She's she wore a bikini because it's vacation time. <laughs> Anything you want to mention or promote? Uh, all things Tina Marie. Or are you good? Go ahead. I'm good. <laughs> She's all good. <laughs> all right, we love her. Tina Marie's been with us for a long, long time. She just did an intense yoga, like a yoga getaway, right? You were posting online. Yeah, it's very cool. All right. I think I, I think Claire wants to go there. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna stay or whatever. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> as we take a break, Kathy. We need a secret text word caller. Um, how about eight? Okay. Call number eight at 215-263-WMMR. We need to know the secret text word. We're going to come back in a moment, and uh, we'll see who our winner is. Stay with us. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 20, Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Yo, by the way, uh, our good friend Tina Marie, who was just here, if you would like to follow her on Instagram, she posts a lot of great, wonderful, beautiful uh, pictures of her modeling and whatnot. And her uh, screen name is XOXO underscore Tina Marie. Marie spelled with an I. M-A-R-I. T-I-N-A-M-A-R-I. And uh, follow along, if you will, because she's wonderful. Um, we were looking for caller number eight for secret text word. It happens to be Nicole. So we'll say hello, Nicole. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? We're doing great. I'd be doing better if I could give you something for free. So what is our secret text word? Chubbies. Chubbies, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Marissa came up with that. And uh, we are going to set you up. With a pair of tickets to the Pod Meets World. The Kids Want to Jump Tour, Saturday, September 30th at the Met. All righty then, Nicole. Wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. Our pleasure. Hang on the line. Don't forget Daniel Fischel, Ryder Strong, and Will Friedel are hosting the podcast where they rewatch and earnestly react to the 90s sitcom they starred in Boy Meets World. Now, 30 years later, and tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. We will also give a pair of tickets to Jen Simpson, who is from Hatboro, PA, uh, because that was our random texture that nice. we chose. Uh, we're going to give something else away now, because we have a lesson question, see what you've been paying attention to this morning. And we're going to give a $50 cash card from Ahsoka, by the way. And the question that we will ask is this, when he was in high school, who was the only person Steve hugged? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR, okay? And uh, when he was in high school, who was the only person that Steve hugged? You had to have heard it earlier this morning, so call if you know, and we'll do the trash while we're waiting for your call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And this morning is brought, uh, powered by PGW. You can improve the comfort of your home and lower energy bills with a PGW Energy Sense rebate up to $1,400 in savings with new home heating equipment. You can learn more at PGWEnergySense.com. What's up, Steve? Well, rapper Fat Joe celebrating his 53rd birthday on a $100 million super yacht cruising the Hudson River. Fat Joe was joined by friends Rotund Ronnie and Ozempic Oscar. Oh, my God. Michael Jackson's two sexual molestation accusers, James Safechuck and Wade Robson, will have their days in court now that a California judge has cleared the way for their lawsuits to proceed. In fact, one L.A. courtroom has uh, already installed a tire swing in case Bubbles the gym testifies. <laughs> and finally, singer Lana Del Rey announcing she's embarking on a, quote, mini North American tour. How many? Lana will do one show at the end of her driveway. That's <laughs> <laughs> your Hollywood trip. We need to know if you know the answer to this. Uh, when he was in high school, who was the only person Steve ever hugged? And it is Dan who wants to take a shot at answering this question. Hi, Dan. Hey, Preston, what's up? Oh, bud, looking for the answer to this question. When he was in high school, who was the only person Steve ever hugged, please? I believe that was his janitor. The janitor. Yeah. You got it, Dan. Hang on the guy. line, bud. We're going to give you the $50 cash card from Ahsoka, which you can experience the two-episode premiere. Actually, it was... Um, it's tonight. It's tonight. It's today, Thank yeah. you. Uh, and it's on Disney+. Plus. So oh, damn. Fans will be crazy for that. All right, we're going to do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> 
brought to you by Dermatology Associates of Plymouth meeting recruiting for an eczema study to test a topical medication. Ages two and older can register. Compensation may be available for time and travel. Plymouth meeting dermatology.com. I, I go uh, there. You do go there. Oh really? my God, your flawless skin. How about that? <laughs> all, right, um, all right, this is interesting. Uh, Disturbed's pyro display once again set off a venue's emergency sprinkler system. That's a problem. David Draymond shared a video posted by a fan by the end of their closing song, Inside the Fire, at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion in Camden, New Jersey. It looked like a rainstorm on stage. I don't know how that doesn't happen more, though. I agree. Uh, The same thing happened at a recent show in Houston. Actually, Kathy, when I went to see... Years and years ago, I went to see Kiss, and it was when they did their reunion, the makeup back on thing, you know, yeah. the full stage show. They had, and I, and I left right before the finale, but they had these giant tubes. They were, like, made of, of plastic that ran outside, and it had to have been to for ventilation to get the smoke of all okay. their pyrotechnics out of there. That makes I'm sense. I'm assuming that's what that they was. They were known for having one of the most intense, that the heat, the audience could feel the heat. Yeah. Our guitarist Dan Donegan posted, literally burning the house down. This goes down as one of the most memorable shows for sure. Plus, destroyed my ear, destroyed it, my in-ears and microphone and possibly other gear. What a night. So... <laughs> The sprinklers went off. The amount of pyro that they have behind them is Uh insane. Yep, exactly. Uh, The Pretenders singer Chrissy Hind joined Guns N' Roses on stage Monday night at Fenway Park in Boston to add harmonica to Bad Obsession. The bands are touring North America together. The GNR tour visits historic venues across the country, such as Wrigley Field in Chicago on August 24th. Uh, Pretenders have a new album coming out, Relentless, which will be out September 1st. So Chrissy Hine got up and played harmonica. Uh, is she a, are they buds? What's that? Are they buds? Well, they're opening. Uh, oh, well, they Pretenders are opening right, in a yeah. couple of dates. So, yeah. Interesting. Kooky. She didn't get up there and play uh, trombone? No. no. Which... <laughs> that Britney Spears plays What's that? They were at a ballpark. Yeah, yeah this would have made total sense. <laughs> so we got to hook that up again. The trombone <laughs> game. <That> game, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ann Wilson of Hearts will be this year's headliner at Women Who Rock. The sixth annual benefit concert supports and funds women-centric health research. All proceeds will go to the nation's largest research institute dedicated solely to life-saving women's health research. Uh, over a span of five decades, Hart has sold more than 35 million records and earned a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's presented by Gibson Gives, and it'll take place in Pittsburgh on October 21st. In case you finally learned what uh, all I want to do. Dude, I had no idea. Did, yeah, yeah. Am I the uh, only one in the room that didn't know that? That it, it was about her making love to a to guy, a guy and purposely getting pregnant without right. his knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I knew, but yeah. I knew too. Yeah. Kathy doesn't care. So, <laughs> so, so technically, you and her are together. Hey, that was her mo for a longest time. Uh, the Rolling Stones appear to have announced a new album, and they did it in a local newspaper. A recent advert for Hackney Diamonds appeared uh, in the Hackney Gazette. A- I get that. 
a company which markets itself as specialists in glass repair. But upon closer inspection, several clues point to the fact that it could actually be the Rolling Stones' new album. Firstly, in the title, their iconic tongue logo is used to dot the I in the brand name of Diamonds. Uh. In the advert's body text, there are several references to their hits, including I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Gimme Shelter, and Shattered. And the font used for Hackney Diamonds is also the same as the one used for their 1978 album, Some Girls. Uh, and the ad also says established 1962, which is the same year the band formed. Uh, the link to their website also allows users to register their interest. Uh, but the conditions list Universal Music Group, which handles the Rolling Stones back catalog. So it might be this kind of, uh, you know... Subtle, cryptic, clandestine, yeah, yes. cryptic uh, <clears throat> release announcement. I like so. stuff like that. Yeah. I do too. Uh, meanwhile, do too. meanwhile, Mick Jagger recently celebrated his 80th birthday with Keith Richards, Ronnie Wood, Nile Rogers, all offering their best wishes. Uh, Richards took to Instagram to share a video of himself playing the piano and wishing the front man his happy 80th birthday. He said, "Long may we keep saying this to each other: Happy birthday, Mick! Have another good in, good in, and give me a call and let what, me know what does that mean? Is that British?" Like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Have another good end. I don't know. And uh, that's it. That's all I got for you in music news. We will take our final break, come back in a second, wrap it up. Letter of the day, word of the week prize. Yep, we'll get that for you. Stay with us because we'll be right back. It's another MMR concert event. Greta Van Fleet. The Starcatcher World Tour, September 19th at Wells Fargo Center. Ask Preston and Steve's Word of the Week correctly on Friday, and you'll win a pair of floor tickets, backstage passes, plus a guitar signed by the band. Text Greta, G-R-E-T-A, to 39333 for a link to all the details. Greta Van Fleet, presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 10.39 on this Wednesday morning as we are coming to a close. Weather-wise, going up to about 80 degrees. Clouds are starting to pick up a tad bit. I don't see any rain in the forecast no. for today, but it might depend on where you are. Friday is the earliest we're seeing, right, in the forecast. I saw some ma- morning rain on Friday, yeah. But other yeah. than that, like kind of partly to cloudy skies and more comfortable temperatures. I mean, like today's going to be nice. 80 degrees tomorrow like 76. It's nice. 76. It's going to be nice. autumn. Mm. In fact, are we coming up on full activities? Dude, oh, that's a good what? question. So What's that? We're so close. We're getting so close. Yeah, if anybody has a fall activity that you think might be good, email me the information because I'm going to uh, start to look uh, look around at different things we can do. Yeah, Should next we... weekend is Labor Day weekend. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. I know. Also, Jeff Devlin, freaking call me back. It's annoying. What? Jeff. God, Jeff. Nothing. Just throwing that out there. It's Jeff. annoying. You some bitch. <laughs> we love you. We love Jeff Devlin. Well, we kind Jeff of is a, Unless he, he calls me. He's call a me fall back. activity. Yes, that's why. We have like something special we're working on. <sighs> but I need the details, Jeff. Okay. Put the word out. If you know Jeff Devlin, tell him that Kathy thinks he's a dick. No, no. I'm just saying what I'm interpreting. Remind here. him so. that we <laughs> well, cut his hand be. off once. We'll do it again. <laughs> yes. yes Steve. Yeah. All right. I would like to thank the following people for being on our program today. First and foremost, we had Dr. Jerry Lynn Utter. Yay. 
from Kensington. She's a psychologist, and there's a documentary that is based on her book called Utter Nonsense, and it's a series of, of several stories, including hers, about overcoming drug addiction or growing up in a, an environment that was filled with drug addiction. Um, and you can find it on Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, uh, Vimeo, and Vudu. Uh, she's got a book out now called Aftershock, but she was a, a lovely guest. Lovely guest. And uh, so check that out when you get a chance. Also, thank you to Jason Mews. He was great, and he was talking about uh, the Jay and Silent Bob cruise. It's called the Cruise to Skew, and it's going from Miami to Nassau. It's in February of next year, and if you are a fan of Clerks, the Jay and Silent Bob, and uh, Chasing Amy, and Mallrats, any of that stuff, this is where you want to go. This is Mecca. Yeah, it's a three-day cruise, and they're all going to be there, and it should be a blast. So it was cool. And we actually had our final guest talking to Jason Muse because she loves him. It's Paula Poundstone. Hey! And Paula was just delightful. She is going to be at uh, the Sellersville Theater on Saturday. <laughs> and the entire duration of the Zoom video, she was sideways. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the entire time. So uh, thank you to Tina Marie for being here, Yay! too, and, and helping us give some uh, trips away and things like that, which we did earlier. Um, we need to do the letter of the day. I got you, bro. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. P as in pound town. All right, and we have a pair of floor tickets for MMR presenting Greta Van Fleet's Starcatcher World Tour. Starcatcher. Tuesday, September 19th at the Wells Fargo Center, plus a backstage tour and a guitar signed by the band. Starcatcher. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster and complete details at WMMR.com. Uh, before we finish for the day, have I been given the green light? You have been given the green light. Uh, got two of these left for Ooh. tonight. An overnight stay at Harris, and you will get to go to the pool after dark and see the screening of Vacation Friends 2 with Sarah, and we'll set you up with complimentary food and beverage. So That's we're, pretty awesome. We're going to take callers 20 and 21, and you have to be able to go tonight, so do not call if you can't go. All right, 215-263-WMMR, and it begins streaming on Hulu on Friday, August 25th. Picks up just a little bit after Vacation Friends 2, and so thank you very much for Hulu and 20th Century Fox for giving us all of those overnight stays at Harris. It's really cool. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah. I'm going to take a moment to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wild Fork Meat and Seafood Market. Enjoy the largest selection of quality meats and seafood at low prices. Uh, tomorrow morning, yeah, just tune in and see what happens. We'll Whoa. all find out together. Too many surprises to mention. That's it. We are done Ray, John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.